All 00 agents know how important their attire is. As you stroll through the casino, you want the dealers, bartenders, and seniors who took the bus from Pomona to look at you and say, Hot damn! I want that agent to secretly slay me. As you approach the bar and get your fifth vodka martini, blended, not mashed, you're looking forward to losing the fancy tuxedo and spend the night with your friend, Natalie Lube Mump. When disaster strikes, the butterfingery bartender spills a Bloody Mary all over your tux jacket. Now what? How are you supposed to impress Lub Mup? Oh, Lube Mup. Lube Mup. Without your sexy attire. Not to fear, double O. As a secret agent, you always have a backup outfit that sometimes is even sexier and more sensuous than the tuxedo. And your backup outfit is provided by the always reliable shirt company, HeShirtSheShirt.com. HeShirtSheShirt has a wide array of agent-themed shirts, which are sure to have people and your potential lover talking. You can choose from shirts that have sayings ranging from, I think he's attempting re-entry. Oh, the things I do for England. All the way to, as long as the collars and cuffs match. And, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. That's putting it mildly, 007. Not only are these shirts hilarious, but they're ultra comfortable. That way you can kill all those henchmen in style while staying flexible. The best part is, if you use the code JSGCAST at their website, you can save 10% off your order. Not that you need any additional savings, double O. We all know that you save plenty in the bedroom since you never buy... All right, you, you get the idea. If you don't already have your backup outfit, head on over to DeathSexyPicks.com. Oh, sorry, that's, that's a different ad. Head on over to HeShirtSheShirt.com and input the code JSGCAST to save 10%. And now, double O's, enjoy this episode of Just Some Gamers Who Moonlight to Secret Agents, but really just use it as a cover to try to do roleplay in the bedroom. With their wives. <laughs> <coughs> Laz, that was a fantastic ad read. It's been a few episodes since I mentioned this. I do want to mention it again here for any new listeners and such. But He Shirt, She Shirt is a wonderful Etsy shop. Uh, Husband-wife duo. They are personal friends of ours. That is why they are the only... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sponsor. Thank you, babe. (laughs) Sponsor we have for this show. They're an incredible shop. They do custom shirts, all the things, and uh, not planned for this ad read, but my my dear wife will be joining me, spoiler alert, uh, just got her JSG shirt uh, today. And uh, do you want to tell us about it? It's, oh, I'm (laughs) looking back at myself. No, it's, uh, I surprised you with it, and it was, it's just got the JSG logo on it in a women's tank top, so. How comfortable is it? It's really comfortable, actually. I thought it was going to be, it's a little tight just because of chestal and belly area. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. It's still loose. Like, it's going to be a good little, yeah, it looks like, comfy. shirt just to wear around the house or. Yeah. Even for jammies. How long, how long ago did you order it? I ordered it, let's see, I ordered it on, shit, I wish I had my phone. Let's make I a guess. Say, I want to say a week. It took about a week? Roughly. Because I, yeah. That's not bad. No. Yeah. Like, at, like, max a week. Yeah. Well, right so. on. Well, I'm glad you enjoy your shirt. Did you use code JSGCAST for 10% off your order? I did not because oh! I wanted to use the... <laughs> Humanity. I know. Well, it was a surprise, and 
I know that they'd give me a bigger discount if I told them it was for me. That's true. So I was and like, we we want them to make all the monies. Exactly. So I used my secret identity. Uh, oh my, that, yes. that fits perfectly in with what's going on here. Yes. Well, my friends, my dearest listeners of this, our, our podcast, welcome to episode 114 of Just Some Gamers. Russell will not be joining tonight as we have pre-planned this show with me and my beautiful wife, Mrs. Fudd. Yay! Hi, babe. Welcome back to the show that you... Hi. Uh, yeah, I was going to say welcome to the show, but I forgot the last episode you <laughs> took, took it over. over. Yeah. <laughs> well, so much better, no, I'm <laughs> It was. That's all the feedback we got was like, wow, Elmer just should never be on another <laughs> one again. So to try to help ease them into this one, I decided if I'm going to be here, you should also be uh, here. See? Double. Yeah, yeah. Double the fun. But, uh, well, if you want to hit on why you are here tonight and kind of this journey we've been on to get us to the subject of what tonight is. We have been watching for the past what? We, did we six calculate months, six to eight months? Yeah. Because we calculated it. Six to eight months, we have gone through the James Bond series, the entire movie series. We Starting started from, from 1962. 19, yep, 1962, all the way to our beloved Daniel Craig in 2021. So that was a fun journey. Yeah. It was. It made um, Austin Powers a lot more. <laughs> it, it made, the jokes made a lot more yeah. sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. I now I want to go back and watch Austin Powers. So so we thought now that we'd finished finished this journey, which we didn't do for the podcast, but mm. you know it was one of those spur of the moment. Like I've always been a big Bond fan, and I wanted the box set forever. And so Lisa got me the box set, and I was like, well. You've only ever watched a couple, and recently we've been getting her more into like the actiony flicks, like all the we got you through all the Mission Impossible movies. Yes, and I yes yes yes, and you I think enjoyed those. I no, I did enjoy those. Uh, so everyone listening, Tom Cruise is not my favorite actor, or person I should say more yeah. person, but I did enjoy the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind watching them again. Yeah, I, I want to also. But um, but yeah, so it was one of those, like, we just decided, like, once a week we'd sit down and watch a Bond movie once a week, starting from the beginning, working our way through. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's been a really, really fun journey together. It has. Yeah, and a lot of, like I said, a lot of Austin Powers, because I remember you were telling me, you're like, okay, a lot of Austin Powers jokes you'll understand once you oh, yeah. watch these movies. The references, and then even in, because you'd seen, I think what you'd said, you'd seen like a Sean Connery one. No, I never saw okay. a Sean Connery you'd one. You saw like one of the Pierce Brosnan's. I saw, Brosnan's. yeah, you, I saw, I saw. Ah, Shawshank Redemption. You showed me the one with Halle Berry in it. Okay. I don't remember, but I, that was the only one I'd watched. And then, obviously, the Daniel Craig ones. Yeah. Those were the only ones that I'd watched was whatever Halle Berry one was in the Pierce Brosnan. I think it was that one. Yeah. Yeah. Die another day. Die another day. So that one I've watched, but other than that, I never watched any of the other ones. Yeah. So I knew that'd be a good. No, no, no. I did. I, I watched. Yeah. That's the voodoo one, right? With the, the listeners can't see you pointing oh, at the screen. So, oh, I know. You. <laughs> to you. No, that's the voodoo one. Live the and live and let, let die. die. Yeah. 
1973. That was the voodoo one. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw that one. Okay, okay. So that's the oldest. So I knew if we sat down and watched all these, then once, one, you'd understand. Like, obviously, without watching any Bond movies, like, Austin Powers is hilarious. Oh, yeah. But the references, you'd now understand where they got ideas from. Yeah. And then some of the references in newer ones and whatnot. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so I knew you'd do really good with that. But so we did, we were all over the place tonight. And we're... We're not live streaming this one. Me and my wife are literally sitting side by side in the <laughs> office. So we're just going to get sidetracked and stare yes. at each other and, you know, probably get lost in my eyes. It's, I wish I could do, you know. <laughs> but um, I'm also like, I like to jump from not even like small leaps. Like I will jump from cliff to cliff to cliff. Cliff stives and topics, yeah. <laughs> and then, but don't worry, I've got a bungee cord and I'll go back. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know when she'll go back. Yes, it's true. So you got to follow, pay attention. But so this last week, we weekend, we took a impromptu family trip out to Estes Park just to hang out for the weekend, just to get away. We're all getting pent up and, you know, frustrated Crazy. with day. Yeah, exactly. Day-to-day life. Um, but while we were there, we found this new distillery that exists, and they had us try, what is this, Estes Park? Yeah, Estes this, Park yeah. Distillery. Started last year, 2021, and uh, so I, I go to the bathroom in there, not knowing what it was, and I'm walking out, and the lady behind the counter is like, hey, do you want some samples of whiskey? And I'll, like, stop mid-step and, like, spin my head at her and, like, walk four steps back. Why, yes, I would. Those are the <laughs> magic words. And it was Really, really good. So we did buy it. We ended up buying a bottle because we have a problem. Um, but <laughs> before we get we into have it, a party so yeah, we can absolutely. get rid of all of it. Um, so before we get fully started in here, me and Lisa, we're going to take a quick shot of this. Let's do this, babe. Salud. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's good. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Normally I'm good, but holy moly. I don't know that drink up, but Essence Park might have messed me up, man. Oh yeah, that's true. But um, <coughs> whoa, I breathed in too hard after that, so that's Ew. a rough, bad, bad thing to do. Now we're gonna try Snapple Elements that has come back. I should lean in more. I want to stay back here. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. But yes, the, Snapple. The rest Elements. of this podcast is actually just reviewing beverages we have around the room. Now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we we now have a nice. Chardonnay. <laughs> I've got some some of those. Yes. No, I found them, finally. It only took me two weeks. Do I explain what this is? So Snapple Elements, back in the 90s, maybe late 2000s, was the best drink ever. Um, I don't know how to describe it. They were just, they're elements. So you had, let's see, what was it? It was like, there was vol- later. But the first elements were... Rain, fire, air. <coughs> I think those were the main three. No, there was another one. It was weird. It was know. the 90s. I, I know. I'd have to look it up. But then they came out like they did those ones. And then they did like volcano and dirty rain and like all these. Dirty rain. Yeah, I found that the other day. So, yeah. So, I've been scouring for um, these Snapple elements. And they... I couldn't find, I mean, I went to, let's see, how many, four King Supers, because according to their website, that's where they all were, was at King Supers. For those of you elsewhere in the country, it's a 
Kroger rest. Oh. You know how Kroger's like different yeah. in every state. <laughs> Ours is King Supers. There's Kroger. Wherever there's... you are, it it's, has a weird. It yeah, has a Kroger, name. Smiths, King <clears throat> Supers, that umbrella. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but my brother posted a TikTok yesterday. No, this morning. And was like, he found them at our local Walmart. And so I immediately after, well, not immediately, but as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I got to text him. So I texted him like, where did you find these? He told me exactly where to find them. And I, after work, I was like, all right, as long as there's at least one rain, because I remember rain being my ultimate favorite. I'm going to laugh so hard when you hate this. I know. I'm so (laughs) nervous for it. Well, all right. But so, yeah. For our listeners, live, take your first sip of your childhood. Well, you got to read. There's a fun little quote, oh, apparently. Under there's the... a quote or a Snapple fact? A real fact. Oh, a real Number fact. Number 1578. Even with wings, humans would be unable to fly. Okay. That's depressing. <laughs> well, you know, like penguins can't fly. That's true. So, yeah, it's probably that. Because yeah. penguins are, like, tall. So we're just yeah. too tall to be able we're to fly. We're just too tall. Anyway. We're not aerodynamic. So. Here we go. For the first time in... God, I'm dating myself. Years, 20, no, 25 years? 20, 25 years. to 15. Yeah, okay. I don't remember. I'll have to look. Here we right, go. Here we Snapple, go. Snapple rain. Snapple rain. The sip has been had. Oh, it's just like I remember. Uh, yeah. Victory. Good victory. things. My turn. I never had these. So. Oh, you never had those? Uh-uh, oh, they're so good. Yeah, we'll have to read. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, it's what is it? <coughs> I'm gonna so butcher agave. Agave, agave, agave. I gave a cactus, gave a cactus to flavor juice to a flavored juice drink. I yeah. gave it agave, agave. I don't who know. Who Someone knows? out there knows and they'll tell us. Oh yeah, but in yes. all capital letters. So yeah, so that was. I've <coughs> also got the fire and the air. So those ones will be next. That was yeah, that was pretty good. The the recipe might have changed just a tad. But oh, I'd assume so. It's I'm still... sure in the nineties that there's something that killed us slowly. <laughs> right? So they had to take that out of there. Like, let's just take that out, I guess. Apparently so. making a snapple with nuclear waste was a bad idea. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Never so, could have told me. But that that tastes good. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's smooth too. Well, so the way we were looking at doing this, obviously. Uh, we don't want to go, I mean, maybe we can go movie by movie and quickly, like, talk about, you know, what we like. But I figure, you know, for the most part, we'll kind of go through bond by bond. Yes. You know, things we liked, things we didn't like. Um, some of the intros, what our favorite intros were. God, if I can remember um, those. <laughs> probably, and then, you know, some James Bond tropes that we liked and some we didn't like. Yeah. Some things they kind of changed over time that we really enjoyed. You know, kind of stuff like that. Yeah. So I figured, I mean, obviously, the, if we're going to absolutely talk about a, a movie individually, like, we might as well start at the very beginning. Yeah. So the very first Bond movie ever made is Dr. No in 1962. Um, do you remember? this? I mean, this was eight months ago. Do you remember this movie? <laughs> no. Show me the images. Cause... Okay. All right. We'll go to images for you. Oh, okay. So that was the one with the, the, blue... with the island. Um, and he's hiding out there. And... Yeah. Oh wait, is this the? Yeah, this is the the weird hand, one gloved guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So so. It was a long time though. Yeah. <laughs> so Doctor No, as an introduction, obviously it was a, 
the thing that was interesting with the very beginning of the Bond films, which you you mentioned, I remember the first like five, you were like, I didn't realize that these were more detective-y movies yeah. than like action flicks. There was there was a lot of, and you were saying you, know, you really enjoyed it, you know, how there's a lot more sleuthing and figuring out clues and yeah. instead of fight scenes, really. Yeah, yeah. I really liked that. I'm, I, I mean, you know me. I love like the puzzling yeah. and the figuring it out. So, yeah, the first five for sure were that way, where it was just kind of like, oh, he's trying to figure out how to get here, how to do that. Like, how are these things connected? Yeah, how are these things connected? And it's like, I really liked that in the first five. And they, they still, there was a lot, I guess in the next Bond, well, there was that one that was like the weird, not the weird Bond, but like yeah. the, he only did but the one there movie. was, you know, definitely a lot more action as it went. Sean Connery, yeah. Sean Connery looked really good without his shirt on. Yes. You fell in love with young Sean Connery. Yes, except for he was a little hairy in the chest. I know, I know. At the time, that was the sexy thing, I know, though, you it's know? the 60s. You gotta have all that hair and that yeah. fur. <laughs> but he wasn't very, he wasn't like an action star at the time. Right, yeah. You know, his fight like, scenes were more like... I'm gonna punch you. Choreographed, yeah. but then like, we, remember we talked about this, where it was funny how like, some chase scenes and some fight scenes, it's like they recorded it, and then in the editing room, they just fast forwarded it so it looked more oh, intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, all right, cool. That's going to be okay. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, that one That one was a good one. I mean, that's, that's a good introductory. Yeah. Introductory yeah. To, to James Bond. I mean, obviously, because it's the first and you're like, oh, hey, who the hell is this? I found it very interesting going through the whole series that up until which one was it? I think Golden Eye. It may have been it may have been the Living Daylights. But I I found it very interesting that from the first movie to one of those two was a kind of like a continual story of like James Bond and it was kind of like oh what the hell was that? Oh, it was like from the beginning, actually all the way until Daniel Craig, it was like a continuous story. But they never, no, not in, not in um, the Pierce Brosnan's. They never mentioned he was married before. Yeah, they did. Did Yeah, yeah, they mentioned it a couple of times. Oh. So it was, well, and and that that actually brings up an interesting point, which is something, (laughs) sorry, I'm still getting over a cold, so my throat's just dead, which is great for podcasting. Yeah. Um, Nice shot of whiskey. That's right. Russell had a few episodes where he had the same thing. He was coughing the whole time. (laughs) And no one complained, but they will because it's me. Right. Um, But maybe they won't because I'm Something I'd never remembered watching these. Obviously, I watched them all when I was, well, not all of them, but most of them when I was younger. Yeah. Um, But I'd never realized that, like, the stories, I I watched them kind of out of order. Yeah. And just just picked things out and thought they were on their separate experience. But, like, you know, I really enjoyed how we'd switched to New Bond and all the characters were the same, but the actors were different. But they never tried to, like, reintroduce the character. Yeah. You know, like, every time they do a new Batman, they try to reintroduce the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the characters all had the same names, but it was an obviously different actor. Yeah. And it was just like, if you know Bond, you know who this person is. And yeah. And we just never have to explain it. It was just kind of part of the fun of Bond that it was just like. The, the characters were all the same, but played by different people, you know, yeah, as you went, yeah, which I really it was, dug. It was, yeah, it was really interesting, so. 
Well, and the and the very interesting thing with that is the the fact you know that when Bond got married, that happened in Honor Majesty Secret Service, and that 69. was uh, George Lazenby, and that was the only yeah. Bond movie he did. So in the you know he only had one movie, but his story arc was such an important part of from 1969 till 2002. Yeah. It was like a very important part of who Bond was. Yeah. I, was, I thought it was very fascinating. No, it was very fascinating. And it was just, yeah, just the whole, whole character development. I mean, from 62 to 67 with Sean Connery, you know, he's, yes, he is a, well, and I, I don't know. I don't know, like, the full definition of womanizer, but I would assume he's a womanizer. <laughs> you know, I mean, he loved women, obviously. And it was just, it was interesting because kind of by, like, I remember, what was it, by Thunderball, I think? We were like, all right, how many he's going to sleep with oh, this movie? Yeah, we Actually, yeah, we did that for every movie from Thunderball forward. Because No, it was from Russia with Love. Was it from he Russia? Had, I think he had that threesome. Oh, that's right. He had the threesome yeah. in from Russia with Love. And from that moment on, because every he, yeah, Bond he movie, like, he like, we had a counter of how yeah, many women yeah, he slept Russia, with that movie. Russia from Love, he had like four. He slept, obviously... Being introduced, he's sleeping with somebody. Yeah, and then he had had the, the threesome. threesome later so there's on. three, and, and that's got, the only Bond movie to have a threesome. That's true, and yeah. So then he did. He boinked the other one or whatever. There was like four total, and it was like, oh my gosh. But yeah, I remember that because I was like, okay, I get it, and I see now why people were like, oh my gosh, he's so such a womanizer. I hate it, and I'm like, yeah, because you know. But yeah, that I remember that because that was fun, and yeah, it was. It was interesting to see when. You got to Her Majesty, you're like, okay, here it comes again, you know, here's the, the sleeping around and all that stuff. But then when he got married, you're like, oh, that's like yeah, really like, cool. <clears throat> there <Well>. was the, <clears throat> was interesting with that movie because it started and we're like, I don't know if I like this guy. Right. Because you know, he was just he had so the, like. He had the frilly rah, shirts. Rah, rah, yeah, but, like robotic but, to me. But then we got to some action scenes, and you could that guy, he was an action star. He was, he 100%. was, yeah. There was still some detective stuff going on. Yeah, that's and kind was, of where that arc came to. From the, out of the gate, me and Lisa were like, I don't know if I like this one. Yeah. And then about halfway through, we both turned to each other, almost at the same time, <laughs> we're like, I actually really like him as Bond. <laughs> yeah, I would have liked to see with him, I mean, granted, his wife dies at the end of the movie, but it would have been interesting to see had they not gone that route to see if like she would have at least been around for like another movie or two yeah. just to kind of see like how he would work and function with a wife. With a wife. Well, yeah. and that's interesting is they kind of hit on that in, uh, you know, the Daniel Craig ones a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of got that, how that would work in that yeah. world, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I would have really liked to seen another bond with, with George Lazenby. I thought he was, by the end of the movie, I was like, I, that was one of my favorites. Yeah. I started the movie not liking it. And by the end of the movie, I was like, this might be one of my favorites. Yeah. I yeah, really was a, liked Honor Majesty's Secret I mean, Secret obviously Service. not necessarily, oh, he only has one. So he's got to be your favorite out of that bond. But at the same time, yes. But yeah, I mean, out of all of them. Well, let's yeah. start, since we're here at the beginning. So we had uh, five five from uh, Sean Connery, and then uh, and then George did one, and then Sean came back again for Diamonds Are Forever. Um, so which was, do you, which one was your favorite Sean Connery? One, Out of Sean Connery, I really want to think, I think it's Thunderball yeah. that was my favorite, because that's the 
Yeah, that's the... Thunderball. I, I distinctly remember you really enjoying Thunderball. Yeah, I have to look at the images again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Thunderball was my... I think one of... Probably one of my favorites from that one. From Sean Connery. Thunderball was... We were all over the place. There was like five chase scenes in it. A bunch of action yeah, flicks. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I th I think that's the one. Yeah, because he goes and he's like... He pretends. He's got the jetpack. Well, and doesn't he pretend to be like the when he? I like the one where he goes to the. Uh, so maybe it's not Thunderball, where he goes to the uh, a, academy and is like trying to be like, an Asian. <laughs> like, oh oh yeah, what did he, they make yeah. him be a samurai. Samurai. Yeah. That's yes. Yeah, what was Asian. was that? You only live twice. Maybe it was one of those. I, I kind of liked that one. Twice. Just because, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that one. Just, they I tried just, to make him Japanese. Yeah, and it was just, it did not work. But I liked that <laughs> one. I that was a good movie, minus the, yeah. here, you will be part of our people. You and will we'll make you people. look Japanese. We're going to give you, his hair is already black. And they're like, here, here's this wig. You're going to wear this. We're going to lift your eyebrows. Yeah, we're going to make your, your eyebrows more darker. And we're going to, yeah, that's like. Yeah, that was a rough part. Yeah, there was a lot. Going back, it was interesting to me. Obviously, I mean, you know, we were born later, but it's interesting to me to go back through these. And I remember a lot of the introductories of these, you know. I mean, obviously, these women are completely buck-ass naked. And it's not like, oh, you know, I think that they're... No, Diamonds Are Forever, because I remember those two. Yeah, those two the, guys. The two guys, yeah. I liked Diamonds Are Forever, because that one was... That one was good. That was like a puzzly kind of one. I mean, I liked them all. There was like different aspects of them all that I distinctly I liked. remember Thunderball but ended. Thunder... And me and you both looked at each other and were like, that one was yeah, really Thunderball, good. Yeah, Thunderball that was, was really good, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was just really interesting because, you know, my first introductory to James Bond even was, if anything, was uh, GoldenEye. So that's, you know, mid-90s. And although that sensory stuff, there's now sensory stuff, I should say. So I was like, oh, you know, these are fun intros. And then you introduced me to especially Dr. No, where I'm like, oh, that's a tit. Boobs <laughs> yeah. Intro? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, it's not like, oh, like, oh, that's a boob. Like you can distinctively see the tit part and you're like, oh, that's right. This <laughs> the is... tit part of the well, boob. The Which nipple. part of the boob is the tit? <laughs> the nipple part. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyway, the nipple part of the boob. And so that's, yeah, that's where it was like, that's where I just remember seeing that. And I was like, oh, that's right. This is the 60s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so that was, that was interesting. But yeah, I mean, Thunderball has to probably be out of Sean Connery, my favorite. Yeah. And then Diamonds Are Forever. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I Diamonds, are, Diamonds I like... are Forever went all over the place. Yeah. That one was crazy. Yeah, that one was good. For me, I, it's definitely, like Goldfinger's classic, but it's classic. from Russia with Love and Thunderball were my top two. Yeah, sure. I looked at, uh, I remember From Russia with Love. From Russia with Love had a really a lot of really good twists where you're like, legitly were like, what? I did not see that coming. Yeah. Um, and then Thunderball, again, like the chases, the fight scenes, the lead-ups, like that was just it was a fantastic crazy. movie. It was a yeah. great movie. Um, so then we get, uh, do you happen to remember, do you, do you want to think about like which intro was your favorite from the Sean Connery ones? Yeah. Remember. I don't remember them, but they were, I mean, you know, they're all good. They're all artistic in their own way with great songs yeah. and, and all that stuff. 
But so yes, starting in 1973, which we have him for a long time, <clears throat> is the Bond that I didn't spend as much time with growing up. And a lot of people are like, he's my favorite. And I never really, he was not like my favorite guy. Because I didn't really watch a ton of it, of his. But it obviously it's, you know, good old Roger Moore is James Bond. Which we had him for, what was that? One, two, three, four, five, six. He did seven Bond movies. Yeah. From 1973 up to 1985. That's a good, that's a good job. That's a good chunk. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I mean, that's 10 um, years. Um, that That is 10 years. His first movie, and I think something I want to hit on too, is I think my favorite part of this journey is is not just, you know, all the Bondisms and all yeah. that stuff. You know, Bond, James Bond, Shake and Not Stir yeah. and all that stuff. Oh my gosh, that martini um, I will never have again. And all the one-liners. Oh, you oh. were adoring the one-liners. I love one-liners. They're so cute. I loved watching... How? Because I can't think of another movie series that has gone on as long as James Bond has. Oh yeah, no, I can't even think of. So to watch the changes in cinema, yeah, as we progress, like you could tell, like Doctor No was nineteen sixty two. There's a sm- it was a smaller budget because of everything going on, right? And, and like movies Live and like Let Die bad. is very much a movie made in nineteen seventy three. Yes. Yeah, very much. You have, you know, the Beatles is the song of the beat, or uh, Live and Let yeah. Die is Paul McCartney. Is Paul McCartney? I was gonna, yeah. I didn't want to say from, it was just from, the Beatles, but it was Paul Wings. McCartney. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, so you, and then you know, like the colors and the music, you know, and the setting and the tone, it was very much a movie in 1973. Yes. I mean, and of course, that has to be my favorite intro just because of the song. It is a, and also I just that intro that is that really song. good, but yeah, so you have a very, you know, he's very just encompasses the like Sean Connery looked good in a suit and he encompassed that suave and debonair yeah, kind yeah. of thing. The but charmer. I feel like Roger Moore was seriously like I think he might have ran three times in all of his movies. Oh yeah he no. always was just in a suit, you know, yeah or a bathing suit, but he was always he always walked somewhere or drove somewhere and happened to come around a corner and punch someone in the face. Yeah. He never had a foot chase. Yeah. That guy just I'm in a suit, I look great Hello, I'm Roger Moore. He had a lot of car and boat chases. Yes. I actually remember seeing something like a few days ago about where he flat out, Roger Moore flat out said that he's not going to run. Yeah. Like, he's not going to. Maybe twice. It it was like a jog. Yeah. He never full on chased someone. (gasps) Yeah. (gasps) Like, like Daniel Craig (laughs) running. Like, he never did that. You know? But yeah, no, the Live and Let Die was I liked that one because that's I've seen that one a lot. And that one that one was really good. And of course it has Jeffrey Holder, which I didn't know. The fun thing for me on this journey was going through and seeing actors that I've seen in later movies. Oh yes. That I was like, What? Like, you were in... that I never even knew that. Oh, uh, Jane Seymour? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, it was like, I forgot that, like, Christopher Walken was yes! a Bond villain. And, like, um... Hagrid, uh, whoa, what is his name? Oh, yeah, Hagrid, um... He's in it. Tevia from Fiddler on the Roof is yeah. in one of them. Well, um, and even Roger Moore, okay? Roger Moore, for me, growing up, um, I loved the Spice Girls. And so they made a movie that makes zero sense, but it's a fun little like quirky movie um, called Spice World, and he plays like the boss, 
and you don't ever see his face except for like at the very end, at, right? Um, a little bit, yeah. He kind of like he's always like in a chair. No, you see his face a few times, but yeah, he's always like on the phone and he's telling their the Spice Girls uh, manager, you know, no, do this, no, do that. I have actually, I should probably seriously go back and watch that. Because now that I know he was in Bond and I've oh, got yeah. that Re-watched Bond, maybe those. see yeah. if he like threw in some little quirks that were like Bondish, you know? Yeah, and so they're like, yeah. And so I never knew. I mean, we were sitting there and watching what, like I said, I've seen Live and Let Die uh, when we were dating. And then I introduced you to Spice World and all that stuff. And it never made a connection until we started watching this series. And I think it was The Spy Who Loved Me. When I finally looked at him and I was like, I know that face. <laughs> I'm like, I know that face. And it's not just from the two previous movies. And I mean, I remember looking at you and I'm like, I know that actor. Where the hell do I know him from? Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, it was driving me nuts. And then I finally had to. I mean, we. I think we took like a potty break or something. So I like paused. I'm like, I got to see who this is. I know you want me to wait, but I have to see who this is. And then, yeah, I saw him and he was like, Spice World. I was like, oh, duh. And you, then you the were chief. like, you're like, oh, chief. I was like, oh, chief. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, chief. And he, I mean, and even it's it's actually funny. There is a Bonism that I remember because in the chair, when he's talking to the manager, he's got, you know, it's on speakerphone and stuff like that. It was also a really cool phone. But he has a white cat in his lap, and he's, and he's petting, petting the, the cat. Head. Yeah, and, and now you get that. And now I get that. And so it was. It was very interesting to just, like, throughout the whole series. I mean, I remember a few times you're like, okay, this one's, like, very action-packed and, like, celebrity-packed. Like, you are going to recognize, like, 90% of these people. And that was. It was like, Hagrid was there. Like, oh, yeah. A bunch he of was people. Fant- well, was- and then with that other point, too, like, Christopher Lee. You know, Count Dooku. I mean, yeah. he obviously, you know, he did a lot, a lot of stuff back. You know, Dracula, all that great yeah. stuff. But, you know, Sauron and Lord of the Rings, yes. Count Dooku and Star Wars. Like, you forget he was a Bond villain, too. And that yeah. was a phenomenal movie. The Which Man one? with the Golden Gun. That's one where he they've got that, like, oh, yeah, he's the, got like, the, the private island and in... the mirrors and stuff. Is he really? That's Christopher Lee. I know you told me that when it happened, but, oh, my gosh, that's going to. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's him very young. Very young, yeah. Because I remember you telling me, and I had the exact same reaction. Oh, and what's the guy from uh, uh, Tarkin from Star Wars? Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, hell, he's in. I'm... I can't remember which movie he's in, but he's in one of these too. And you're like, good Lord, everyone's yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. The Man with the Golden Gun was, I liked that one. That one was Because really that one good. was, that was, they had, he had the puzzles in the mirror. And, and the, the, the car flip. And they're in the car chase, and oh, that yeah. ramp that like <laughs> spun sideways, and he had to catch up and like does this three sixty in the air. Yeah, and you're like, and then it like lands back perfectly on fine. Its, yeah. yeah, I'm like, that is so. I love watching these old movies where you're like, no, that way, no. They, they don't do car chases like that anymore. Now no. it's all has to be hyper realistic. Yeah, and that's what I liked about these old ones is they could just have fun with it. Yeah, you know? it was no, it was awesome. I did like the man with the golden gun. I think that one and um, Moonraker. Were my favorite. Moonraker was good. Moonraker, I feel like, was the longest. Yeah. We enjoyed it, but I remember at a certain point we're like, this movie's still going. Yeah. Not like in a negative way, but like we were just we're like, this is still yeah. going on. Yeah, I I do I do like the man with the golden gun. That one was good. And we we can all agree oh, that Octopussy kill... is the weirdest movie. Yeah, name. that one was that one was weird. I remember 
you pointed that out and I was like, uh, okay. A View to Kill, that one was a good one too. I think that was the... That was, well, and the funny thing with A View to Kill is, like, he was Bond for 10 years, right? Yeah, that was the Christopher Walken one. Yeah. That one, yeah, I loved that one. But, like, I don't know what happened in his life from Octopussy to A View to Kill. Yeah. But he looked like... Ten years older. There's <laughs> yeah. two years between the movies. Yeah. He looked like an old man yeah. in, a view to kill, in A View to Kill. But he's supposed to still be this young hip dude. But he looked very old yeah. in this movie. Yeah, I, I don't remember, know what happened to him. Yeah, I remember that because I remember us talking about it because I was like, all right, this is just because of how old he looked. I was like... This is kind of creepy. It was, yeah, when he was like seducing people, <laughs> like, I'm like, now you're just a creepy old guy. Yeah, especially like but the young girls. In, uh, and... What was that? In Octopussy, that was two years earlier. Like He didn't look too he bad. Didn't look, he did not look that old in this movie. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. you could see the aging. The aging, but it was like in those two years, it was like, yeah, it was just like 10 years happened. Yeah, he was like, nope. I'm Octopussy done. was a great movie, though. That was a good movie. All of his movies were really good. Yeah. I did like all of them. I did like, yeah. The A View to Kill, I remember. I liked that one because that was the the Christopher Walken one. And that yeah. one was great. But I also remember in that one, remember the first, like, three minutes, his uh, Christopher Walken's girlfriend or whatever. I don't know what you'd call her. I liked the Moonraker because of the, we'll the metal. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, no, and the Christopher Walken one, I just remember for like, I kid you not, the first 20 minutes, just because there's nothing wrong with masculinity in a woman or anything like that, but it was like how they betrayed her, it was just very like, I remember the first 20 minutes in my brain going back and forth like, is it a guy or is it a girl? Like, Yeah. It, because it well, lo- and that was the interesting thing with that time is like, because that was a 1983 and you could, like, the fashion changes in all these movies yeah. was crazy. How suits were made, how the girls looked, you know, the amount of makeup. Yeah. Going from the pointy bras. Yeah, the you know, Madonna bras. But, to... yeah, no, and it was it was very much, it was almost like a. Well, Octopussy was 83. I'm talking about the View to Kill. Oh, Her. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that was 1985. That's mid-80s. Yeah. You know, so... and it's very much like. It was it was really cool. It was a different style, you know. Yeah, like, no, and I totally, I, like, like I said, video. I'm not like dogging on that because I really liked it and I loved it. But it was just like, especially when they weren't fooling around or doing anything, I was like, oh, it's just you know because nowadays it's like, oh yeah, a do- guy can be totally like that and whatnot. So it was. It was just for like the first like 20 minutes. I'm like. I just got to know if it's a chick or if it's a dude. <laughs> and then I figured it out. But I was like, okay. I was like, I really like her. She's like, she was totally like, granted, she was a bad person, but she was totally fucking badass. Well, then she became pretty good at the end because yeah, she got because, screwed over. And she was like, yeah. all right, I'm not going to be broken over over him. Yeah. Like, I'm going to help I you now. I loved that. It was so fun. Oh. But so, yeah, so we can't. We we can't go through this this section of Bond movies without talking about Jaws. Yeah, such such a great terrifying. He's so terrifying. Such a terrifying, you know, a henchman guy. You know, yeah. a henchman guy, but with such an interest, like a fun story arc that you just don't expect. You assume after you know main henchman, main henchman in all these movies, he's gonna Bond's gonna have to take him down in some way, which he does. He yeah. died like. 
air quotes dies probably 15 times in all the movie he's Yes, I remember Um, that with Jaws. It was like, oh, he was so badass. And I was like, all right, he's good. He's dead. And then it was like two scenes later, he's like popped up. And I'm like, oh, it's like, oh. But he was terrible. Like he'd pop up again. You'd be like, oh, shit. You could see on Bond's face. He's like, oh, I took everything I had to kill you last time. And I'm tired. (laughs) What was that? I was just watching something where it was like. Why won't you just die? Yeah. Like I feel like if that's how he was. Um, what was it? Batman. Was that? Begins? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Um, Batman. Forever. No, Batman Returns. No. Yes. Come on, I know. Damn it, you're right. No, Batman Forever. I was right. Oh, you were right? Okay. <laughs> Batman Forever. I was going to say, I've, I've watched that movie a million times. I yeah. have too, but I just, yeah. Batman, Batman Forever. Forever. Okay. Yeah. When, when they do the flamethrower and yes, Val yes, Batman yes. puts the cape yeah, over and himself Tommy and runs, Lee Jones is like, runs through the flames yeah. like a badass. Yes. Oh, Val Kilmer. Why mm. won't you die? Jo- yeah. But yeah, so you have Jaws, who's like, how tall was this? Seven foot two. Damn. Seven foot two. I don't even think Daddy Tom was muscled. seven foot two. You yeah. know, and with the, you know, the metal teeth and stuff that could chew through anything. And he just beats the shit out of Bond. And he, the the creepiest part is that he would like, you know, let Bond get in a few punches. And then he'd just smile. And yeah. you're like, oh, what the fuck, dude? You had your fun. Now it's my Yeah, turn. and then he would like, he'd sit there and he'd beat him. And then he'd like knock him down. He'd smile and beat him again. And you're like, yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> But so we have this lovely arc with Jaws, and I mean, you were just like, even when you loved to you, hate him, you love to hate him because he's adorable and he's he's like a puppy dog, yeah, you know, following around just doing what he's told. But you have this beautiful arc at the end, and that's Moonraker when they're in space, yeah, right, and everyone's leaving leaving the uh, the space station that they're hiding. Some I, <laughs> that was a weird weird seventies. This 70s. is how technology works. Right. Thing. But after um, the moon landing, we all got to talk about it. But yeah, so Jaws falls in love with this girl who's tiny, and he had, like, she's dead. Like, if they have sex, like, she's being ripped in half. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's over. Like, totally. Like, cute little, like, She's, like, um, four foot five, yeah, 110 like a, pounds. I'm trying to think of in, like, but Big she Bang had Theory. just Yeah, huge, no, Big Bang Theory. The, huge uh, tits. What's her? Oh, Bernadette? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like a Bernadette kind of girl. Like just but, like, short, shorter and skinnier. Yeah, shorter, yeah. skinnier, and just... Big like, old tits. That girl's going to be ripped in half. Yeah. <laughs> Done for. But so he falls in love and, and helps Bond in the end. And Bond escapes. And these two stay together in this little space station. And they just... And live happily ever after until they run out of oxygen and blow up and die. Yeah. But there was a beautiful, it was a beautiful turnaround moment where Jaws was like, I'm tired of fighting you. Right. Like this guy, I finally figured out that these guys aren't great that I'm working for. Yeah. Well, and it was nice because even in that movie... You know, when the the space station is blowing up and all that, it's, it was nice to see both in James Bond and in Jaws the, like, humanity in them. Because even um, James Bond was like, no, come get in our, come get in our ship. And he's yeah. like, he's like, no. He's like, no, come get in our ship. Come get in our ship, you know. And nope, nope. He's like, I'm, I'm done, you know. And it was just, it was so, it was a very beautiful thing that... Kind of towards the end, like you said, he was like, I'm done fighting you. But also at the same time, he's like, hey, you know, we're good. We're good friends, you know. So I liked that part, too. Yeah. There's and then uh, who's the Bond girl in the, the Spy Who Loved Me? Was that Barbara Bach? Spy Who Shacked Me. She was 
easily one of the top three most oh, beautiful Bond girls. Definitely. She she just absolutely breathtaking. Yeah, she's stunning. gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so with our with our beautiful with our man, right? Yes. With our man Roger Moore, in his seven film era, what is if you can't pick a favorite, what's your top two Roger Moore movies? Roger Moore movies would be I loved A View to Kill. A View to Kill was really good. And I think I loved Your Eyes Only. I, I for remember, Your Eyes Only? Yeah, For Your Eyes Only. You were kind of clicking on it, and I was looking, and I was like, oh, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I liked that was the one this with one. The because it had, yeah, right? it had Fiddler guy. Yeah, Fiddler And I loved him, and he was just so, like, yeah, and the chick, even she was, like, badass. And, like, yeah. she, like, even held her own and was like, you know, because in the older movies, it was kind of like, oh, I'm the damsel. I'm a woman. I can't do anything. And this was kind of where it came into where she was like, oh, fuck that. I'm a Yeah, badass. I think like 80%. There's definitely a few Bond girls. We were like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, you are being written ditzy because some guy hates women, right? Right. And or like, you're the typical, like, like, blonde with big yeah, boobs. Yeah. But then every once in a while, you'd have one like her where she was just like, I'm hot. Let's bang. But I'm also here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. Right. You know, and it was awesome. Yeah. Or they wouldn't even do it, you know, and they were just work together, you know, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. So those are probably my top two favorite. So for your eyes only and which one? And A View to Kill. And A View to Kill. Yeah. A View to Kill was really good. Yeah. I like those I ones. think The Man with the Golden Gun is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. That's top that three. That one was top fantastic. Three. And I think The Spy Who Loved Me, I think, is my other one that I really liked. Yeah. Those are kind of like the two, like the top three. Because yeah. she was gorgeous, too. And she was she was like also a spy, and they kept like trying to work around each other, but having to work together. Yeah. But then try to... Yeah, there's that whole scene with the oh, van yeah, yeah, where yeah. they're trying to screw each other over. Yes, I love that. And then they have to that. work together while trying to figure out a way to screw each other over. And then... And then yeah. And she... Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, she was very pretty. The thing I did like, Roger Moore had all of the uh, the classic, you know, like at the end of the movie, you know, he goes into the sunset with the girl. Yeah. And then it's always, you know, everyone back at MI6, can you get a hold of Bond? Where's oh, Bond? Yes, that's Where's right. Bond? Where's and then Bond? they'd find, they had like, we our submarine found them or we have a camera on board. And, or the, the, the the creepy robot dog on wheels. Yeah, that like went into you know, the bathroom. That, that like, went to the bathroom. You can but hear they'd the always, shower at the going. End, they'd find him live in front of his boss and everyone he worked with, yeah. just banging some hot <laughs> chick. You know. Yeah, and everyone Q always like <coughs> found Bond. Oh, <laughs> Q is my favorite. I yeah, love. Yeah, let's. I'd like to hit on Q. He was adorable. Did he start? Did he start in Q? Q was there from the beginning, man. Was he, he was. Uh, we had Felix Leiter. Yeah, he'll have to go. Uh, just go hit cast. the cast button. Yeah, I gotta remember his name. M. Um, Bernard Lee was Q was was M, M for a long yeah, time. Yeah, he was good. Peter Burton. I see him as like this young guy, but I don't see him as the or old maybe guy. He wasn't the old guy in the first. No, I think I think they changed it. He was. He was okay. And I, I gotta find from Russia with love. Yeah, because I think that this. that's, yeah, because I loved Q. Like, I feel bad. Oh, there it is. Desmond, Desmond yeah. Luane. Yes. Okay. So he, he started in the second movie. Yeah. So he was there from 1963 up until. I think it was. Tomorrow Never Dies. Because he did Goldeneye. Did he do Goldeneye? Yeah. 
So oh, that's right. Goldeneye was he, his last he, one. Yeah, because he died in '97. Yeah, so he was he was the so same think, character from 1963 through 1995. Yeah, he was there for five different Bonds. And was just adorable. He's so cute. I wanted him as my grandpa. He was just so, he was so like, and it was never one of those where it was like, oh, I'm now this Bond, old. Now, pay attention. Yeah, I'm this old man. I don't know what I'm doing. It was always like, he even had like quick one-liners. Oh, and he'd that go you were back like, and forth, yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> now shut up, Bond, and don't break <laughs> yeah. this, you know. Pay attention. Bring this back in one piece. Or the was sandwich one. Oh, what's this? That's my lunch. You can't have it. <laughs> Do try not to break this one, Bond. Yeah. That's not finished yet. It's not. But he had, you know, he kept popping up and he wasn't just like, here's the cool little gadgets. Even especially when he got older, like he was hands-on in the field a few times. Yeah, I love He actually that. I think he punched a guy once. He did. You know, he shot someone. Um, but he got to be in the field, and he was like legit, just a close friend for Bond. Yeah, and was I there love, for him. It I was amazing. I loved it. I loved it. I know we read on, on him because we we're really wondering. I really think go down. I really think that um, he was in the world is n- not enough. There was one. No, no, no. Tomorrow never dies, because we were so sad because he. Uh, he only popped up like once or twice for a second at the beginning, and yeah, and and tomorrow never dies, and we're like, oh well, he must have just like retired finally. But we actually discovered that he did, but he had died in a car accident like like two months after the movie had premiered. Yeah, he and died so, like two months after retiring. Yeah, from and an two, incredible career. And I was just so sad because I was like, oh man, why didn't he? You know, because. In the first one, I don't think they ever addressed him as the new Q, but I remember in uh, the the. Do you remember that he was that young? <laughs> I know that's so crazy, so young. But in the uh, in the Pierce Brosnan one, the last one that he did, there was the John Cleese. John Cleese. Yeah, John Cleese. That he's kind of like, hey, this Who is my predecessor. Predecessor, you know, and it was kind of like, oh, so it's an introduction to the new one. Yeah. And he just never kind of like did that and you're like oh i always pictured john cleese as being q a lot longer but he only did three movies yeah he was i forgot when we got when we got to because quantum of solace he was already gone so he was only he only did like three yeah. four movies and then he was gone yeah it was so crazy but i did i loved him uh desmond Lou, however you say his last Lowland, name Lowland. Lowland. yeah i loved him as q because he was just such a cute such a cute guy. Yes. <laughs> you know, you're just like, oh. And just a great character. Yeah, he was. He was. I loved. I don't. Whenever wrong. Bond would have to deal with Q, you're like, oh, I'm yeah, gonna love this. I scene. know. Every time he's like, okay, now go see Q. I was like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> because it was. It was just like the fun, cute little back and forth that was just. I loved that. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. You know, I mean, that's half my family. It's like one quip here, one quip there, and it's like, hey, you still love each other though. Like all, I I loved every single. My favorite, I knew every single time he was like, now bring this one back in one piece. I was like, oh, let's see how he's going to destroy this one. And he would five <laughs> minutes later. Yeah. Or and something would happen and Bond would legitly be, like Bond's getting shot at and getting yeah. blown up. And he'd be like, oh, Q's not going to be happy. Like that's all he could yeah, think about. Was it like, was so oh, cute. Q's not going to be It was yeah, so I loved it. cute. This is so. <laughs> Dad jokes, here oh, we go. Oh, my God. So next we only had two movies with Timothy Dalton. 
And I think, I thought he did fantastic. He, I really enjoyed those. The main uh, thing before we get into Timothy Dalton, though, I would have loved to see more Bond with him. Yes. But whoever decided his haircut, the thing, the only reason I don't think he worked as well for Bond, his hair was awful <laughs> in both movies. Whoever decided that, I get it, it was 87, 89, like weird, it wasn't like weird poofy, but like there's just a lot and nothing happened with yeah. it. He didn't look suave in a tux because his hair was a mop. Yeah. You know? Uh, but like, He's like, let's put if a beetle in a tux. And you're like, yeah. what? But he has great bone structure. He is very handsome. Oh, He's got very a, handsome. Probably the most buttery smooth voice of anyone oh. that's been Bond. Yeah. That guy's voice is incredible. Yeah. But, um, and Timothy Dalton's done a ton of great work. But, um, but yeah, I think if he had like a better haircut, my God, he could he could be a runner for the best Bond yeah. ever. Well, and I don't know if they were trying to, in all honesty, because you see, um, uh, shit, his name just left me. Roger Moore, you know, and you also see um, Pierce Brosnan kind of have like that flowy hair, you know. And so I don't know if they were like trying to give him that haircut, and it's just like his hair wouldn't work, you know. So that was. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Because to me, I was just like, I don't know what you're trying to do with his hair here, but it's not working. This <laughs> yeah, a... see, like in this picture, I mean, they can't see it, but like they're trying to do like the swoop off to the side and it's just it's like, like they tried to do something with his hair and his hair couldn't not, do. Yeah, it's yeah. just not working that way. Way too short. I, I, we spent 10 minutes on it, but yeah, if his hair was better... <laughs> My God, he probably would have won the best Bonds ever. The action was great. Yes. His uh, very charismatic. His one-liner delivery, fantastic. Mm -hmm. the, some of the chase scenes in his two movies were amazing. Some great action flicks, some really great villains. Yeah. Um, it had everything that needed to be Bond, you know? Yeah. You had you had some so a lot of mystery to it he had to figure out. You know, there's times he had to be careful about stuff, times he had to just kick the door down and do stuff. Beautiful women, yeah. right? Exotic locations, fantastic Bond films, really good. Yeah, no, I liked him. He was he was good. Oh yeah, this is the with the the violinist is the the, the cellist. Cellist, yes. The cellist, yes. Yeah. Who couldn't go anywhere without her cello? The yes. fake assassin lady, and then you had the end with the airplane. Yeah. Where she kept messing everything up. It, she was one. Of, it was an interesting with with like this chick. Like she started strong. But well, she'd then... have like one scene. She'd have everything figured out and be a big help to him. Yeah. And the next scene, it was like, oh, James, like yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. You You're know. Like wait, what? Yeah. But yeah, she was gorgeous. But of the two, License to Kill was my favorite. That movie was so good. Oh yeah, that's where he. That's where he's trying to assassinate the guy, and nothing goes his way. Uh, the ch the chick who's with him is like helping him fight the whole. They meet in a bar. She shoots a guy with a sawed-off shotgun. Yeah, then blows a hole in the wall where they escape on a boat. Yes, yes, and she's yes. like side by side working with him. Q shows up to help. That was a very action-packed movie. Yes, but it I had mystery one. and everything. Yeah, License to Kill. Yeah, fantastic. That was a good one. Um, and we can't, obviously, we have to talk about License to Kill without mentioning a fun fact we discovered. So uh, we, were, we were looking up Carrie Lowell, who was the Bond girl, right? Yes. In, in this movie, License to Kill, right? And we looked her up and we found out, we're like, her high school 
I'm like, that's the high school my dad went to. Yeah. And if we looked at the year, I'm like, I think when she was a senior, my dad was like a sophomore. So I messaged my dad. I'm like, hey, do you know Carrie Lowell? And he's like, that doesn't sound familiar at all. <laughs> so I actually made him dig through his yearbook. <laughs> and my dad went to high school yeah. with a Bond girl. It was cool. Yeah. And she was, she was one of my She was hot. And she was. That short hair worked perfectly for her. She kicked ass when she needed to be rough and tough. She could when she needed to be sexy. sexy. She could be sexy, like yeah. And she was never like it was. And it was something you talked about earlier. You know, is is when when a Bond girl was very helpful, it was better. Yeah. She never was really like, oh my god, I'm distressed. Like she'd figure out a situation, she'd save him. There was a couple times where it almost killed him, but she saved him. Yeah. And like they were kind of like equals in this movie. It was super yeah. cool. And I've been talking a ton. Please. No, I no, no, hear no. I'm. Here can listen to you talk all the time. No, I liked that one because, yeah, that one I remember because, like I talked about, that one's got the, as the main villain is the, uh, what's his, from, stupid from Goonies, you know. the Oh, one Robert Davi? Yeah, one of the brothers or yeah. whatever. So that one was interesting. But, yeah. Oh, and Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is this one, did this one have Gimli in it or was that uh, the other one? Gimli that was, was this was, uh, was the living daylights. The living daylights, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I liked them both. They really were both good, but I did like License to Kill just because, yeah, there was just more to it. I seemed I I really liked the and uh, the License to Kill. I liked that you know he of course sleeps with two women, and they're both like always side by side, and one's like constantly like. Well, I was his first kind of, and she's like, well, I'm better, you know? So that was kind of fun, the whole, like, jealousy aspect for it. So I liked that because it was, you know, because you think about it as they're, you know, going throughout the whole series. And sometimes they do see the his Bond women, I should say, um, has uh, gone through... And was like, you know, oh, we've seen each other. Well, we're not going to mention that, you know, we've slept with the same man. But these two were just so funny. It was like, well, I did sleep with him. And she's like, well, I did too. And, you know, it was just interesting to and see. They were that trying they, to fight over him. Yeah, to fight over him and stuff like that and see the difference. The finally, finally see, I guess you can say, like the jealousy aspect. Because, yeah, as a woman watching all these, I was like, how do these women not be like, I mean, every single time it was like they'd any bond would sleep with a woman. They'd be like, "I'm so in love with you. I will wait for you for the rest of my yes, life." Yes, that is. Uh, and do we want to get into the, that trope now, or do you want to get into that later? We'll, we'll get into that. But I'm okay. just saying, it's just like you know. So it was just always like, I mean, I get it. A good dick is a good <laughs> dick, but like, it was always like just like, oh, I'm, I'm so madly in love. I'm ready with you. to kill the world until James Bond had sex with me. And now I want to save it. Yeah. It was so good. It changed all of my morals. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That happened like, like with like probably half the slipped. movies. Yeah. yeah. He like, was like, how do they not like get bad, crazy? But if we have sex, you'll suddenly be good. Right. You know? It like, was just weird where it was just like, so I liked it because it was finally like, well, I'm going to kick ass, but I slept with him too. You're just going to sit there and be pretty. I'm going to go save, you know? It was yeah. Just, well, was she was kind of the only girl that wasn't like... Um, you know, it, it, he didn't talk his way into bed with them. Yeah. Like, they were in this epic fight scene. 
where she blew that hole in the wall. They got in this huge bar fight, escaped yeah. on a boat with explosions. And then the second they escaped, it was one of those like adrenaline pumped, like, here we go. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, it, it was, yeah, it was one of those where he didn't like sleep with her to get somewhere. It was just one of those like, wow, I can't believe we survived that. Well, I guess we're here. Let's do this. Yeah, you I have know? nothing else. I've got all this energy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I really, Timothy Dalton was a fantastic he Bond. He was. Just different haircut, please. Yes. <laughs> so then we move into mid-90s, 1995, with, with, this was my era. I was born in 1990. So this was my era of Bond as, as a, as a kid, right, is the, is the Pierce Brosnan Bond movies. And there's people out there, I don't know why, maybe because it's the 90s and movies in the 90s and early 2000s. <laughs> Have their own style for sure. Yeah. But there's a lot of Bond purists out there who like hated Pierce Brosnan Bond. Aww. And I'm like, what do you, there were, he, he was very attractive. Very attractive. Very Minus suave. the hairy chest. I cannot well, do this. Not as hairy as Sean though. No, not as hairy as Sean. And it got better in the other two. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. It was just I, the mid nineties. Gold, Goldeneye, when he first came on, I remember I looked at him and was like, damn, Yes. Love me some Pierce Brosnan. He's still cute. I mean, he's Bear, an old man today. That man has And I'm aged. like, mm. Oh, my God. Like, I would have sex yeah. with old man Pierce I'm not Brosnan. into old men like that, but I'd be like, yeah, yes. you could yes. take me. You could oh, take yeah. You know, but I do. I remember seeing Goldeneye, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, everything makes sense. And it is 90s and stuff like that. But I do remember, because, you know, obviously shirts coming off and stuff like that. And I just remember looking at his chest, and I was like, nope, dude. For me, it was like, all right. In that one, if I was the Bond girl, I'd be like, all right, dude, you got to keep that shirt on at least. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just because of the Harry. But I do remember in uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, I remember looking at his chest because it's like, all right, it's going to be a hairy monkey again. And I don't know if he, like, it just thinned, if he shaped it. Oh, he it. shaped it because that was, like, mid-90s. Like, you remember, like, the late 70s, 80s, 90s, like, a hairy man. Yeah, that's true. That was the thing. And then it was, like, 97 was when it was, like... That was not like clean, not clean shaved, clean, every, yeah, but, like, but like trimmed, trimmed up. Yeah, because I remember, I remember seeing him in Tomorrow Never Dies, and I was like, "All right, see, now we can have sex with your shirt off." <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, with my point earlier though, I Pierce Brosnan had, he was suave. Yes. He looked great in the tux. His one liners, fantastic, right? Um, well, he's just got that look. His yes, like, he looks like a secret agent. Yeah, his action was fantastic. Yes. His, uh, you know, the, some of the mystery stuff was great. The action scenes were amazing. The car chases were fantastic. Yeah. We had car chases. We had boat chases. We had a plane chase. We had everything. And and the, vill- the villains were great. And most of the villains had the lair. Yeah. A classic Bond trope is yeah. the villain having some crazy lair. You had, you know, that big base in the jungle. Mm-hmm. We had the ice palace. Let yes. it go, Elsa. You know, yeah. like... <laughs> He had all the elements of being yeah. Bond. I don't understand anyone who dislikes the Pierce Brosnan movies. Right. Well, and it may be because it is. It's, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I remember showing Izzy just, like, fashion in the 90s and, like, stuff like that. And she's like, wow. It's like, well, that's just, excuse me, <coughs> that's just how it is. <laughs> it was very basic, you know. But, yeah, I, uh, I liked him. I liked it all, you know? I mean, it was... Yeah. We had Miss Anna Top with that sex scene <laughs> that made you go, whoa, <laughs> like, when she kills that captain. Oh, that's right. When they're yeah. on the boat, and she just... 
and he spins her, him around and she's screaming and acting yes, you know, an orgasm. Yes, having an and orgasm like while dying. she's strangling him. I was like, Whoa. She was terrible. God, she was hot. Though. She was. She was very attractive. But yeah, it was like, and anytime she like hit Bond or anything, she like almost had like a mini orgasm and you're like, girl. But we had Sean Bean was the bad guy. Yes, I did not he see that one so, coming. Yes. Yes. He dies at the beginning, and you're like, oh, it's Sean Bean. He dies in a movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I didn't see that one coming. This also had the the Russian lady, the the sole survivor of the explosion. It also has a- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Um, um, oh, yeah, from the- uh, uh, Spy Kids and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's um, uh, Alan, Alan Cumming? Yeah, and this Hagrid was here. Yeah, I remember. I liked it because. And that's when we got. Sorry, finish your thought. No, yeah, and I, yeah, and I just liked it because it had all these great characters and, um, yeah. I mean, Alan Cumming was just. I loved his little like. He I was, am invincible. Yeah, and he was such. He was like such a pervert, but you're like. But you're still like a quirky, cute pervert. But. Yeah, and he was also like very pompous and yes, very self-centered. Very, yeah, and it was like it was the weirdest. Like he was kind of like that nerdy kind of guy, but he was confident, yes. nerdy, creepy. It guy. was well written in a way where like you Only weren't he like could you didn't. You, yeah, exactly. You didn't go, oh shit, it's this guy. He wasn't like Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. You were excited when he died, but you also were sad. Yeah. He was just well done for yeah, sure. Yeah, he was well done. Yeah, and then yeah, I mean it. I remember seeing Sean Bean and he died in it. And I was like, oh, that's so sad. And like, I remember throughout the whole movie, I'm trying to figure out who the bad guy is. And then, yeah, I see him and I was like, ah, I mean, I, I remember hitting you, you and you're like, you freaked Ow. out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I was like, come on. But those, the Sean Bean Pierce Brosnan fight scene. Oh, it was amazing. It was epic. They were, I mean, they were so toe to toe. Yeah. And it was, you know, we'd had some good fight scenes in Bond before, but like you could tell this, they actually had really good choreographers. Like, yeah. The choreography of fight scenes in the Pierce Brosnan movies forward was just, it wasn't just flailing oh, yeah. your arms and yeah, karate chopping. Yeah, it wasn't just like, oh, punch, yeah. but I'm not making contact. It was fast. And yeah. what was it with that? Where they do those dives down ladders, you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. They like spread and they're like, Whoo, yeah. Well, no, and that's what I liked. It was like, you know, and the thing I liked about this movie was that, you know, you're out of the 90s, or I'm sorry. You're in the mid 90s. Mid 90s. You're out of kind of like the 80s where it's just like the funkier the better, you know, and it's kind of like, okay, well, let's like actually. Everything is like brown. Yeah, and it was like, 80s. let's actually like have a storyline. And so it was really interesting for me to see that, you know, here's James Bond and, you know, Pierce Brosnan and Sean Bean that are like friends and they're allies and stuff like that. And then you see the arc where he's like, pretty much like you left me to die. And he was like, well, like I had to kind of, because I was under fire and I couldn't get out. And you told me, you know, yeah. to get out like, and so it was really and interesting to see that kind the, of story comes back in later Bond too, which is interesting. Yeah. And so it was just, to me, it was really interesting to see that, you know, there's now this, you know, because everybody in, you know, from Pierce Brosnan up to Sean Connery, you understood why everybody hated James Bond because he just always got away with everything. But you know, there was never anything where it was like, but why? Yeah. Like other than him being such a good spy and being so good at his job, 
How why did do you he survive hate him? this? Yeah. Yeah. How, why why do you, you hate him? him? Why? You know? And so it was really interesting to see in Goldeneye the whole like, uh, you could have been part of this. I think that's yeah. what I want. You know, where it's like, you could be a part of this. We could be brothers. We could be partners, you know, and stuff like that. It's, they're screwing you over, you know, just this whole like dynamic of like, we could rule the world together and you've got good versus evil kind of, I mean, and you've had that in the other ones, but it was like really prominent and really like, I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say. No, I know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, I think it was you like, did a great job describing it where it was like, yeah, it was just, they were equally in fighting. It they, wasn't they, like, it wasn't like, Oh, I'm the bad guy. Oh, one punch. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. you know, down on the ground they and I'm very scrambling much away. It was like double O agents. Yeah. Fighting it was other. like, I'm going to, like, brothers, like, I'm going to knock you to the fucking ground and we're going to go, like, yeah. let's do this, you know, kind of thing. So I did. I liked it. And I did, like, that at this point in time they showed, you know, and not that they didn't, but it kind of felt like in the older ones that it was, like, James Bond was invisible. In- invincible. Because, you know, yes, he got away with a few scratches and bruises and bumps, but there was never, like... I mean, come on, the Daniel Craig movies, he's always got, like, blood running down his face. And he's got, like, black, you know. And so it just was interesting that this was kind of, like, the first movie where it was like, hey, James Bond is human. Human. Yeah. And so I liked that. He can get injured, and he has to get away from that. Yeah. Um, Well, another thing I wanted to hit on before we move forward with the Pierce Brosnan stuff is this is also the introduction of Dame Judi Dench coming in as M. How did, how did you like, because she was there till, what was that, 95 till, till 2012. 2012. So she did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Bond movies as M. Yeah. That's a, that's a good list there. So how did you like her rendition of M? Also, you know, not just her rendition of M, but also being like a, ma- like a female in right. charge. No, I, I loved, I loved Judy anyway, but... I loved it because it was, <laughs> and there was one point, I think, where she was pretty much like, I'm not just going to sit around and jerk around, you know, kind yeah. of like thing. And so, or I'm not going to play the, you know, who's got the bigger dick board or whatever. And so I loved it because you came in and when she was GoldenEye, in GoldenEye, you kind of saw with Pierce Brosnan, and I loved the development and the arc of them, is that you saw that he kind of was like, you know, this is a woman. I'm not going to take orders. This is a man's world, you know, I'm the man, you know, but so I really liked it because even Judy like went toe to toe with James Bond. And she did that with the rest of the movie. That's the thing I really liked. It it didn't just put her in that role. Like to be like, Oh, here's a woman. We need a woman in the book. It was like, that's not showed her struggling with, not struggling with the job as a woman, but struggling with everyone around her right. taking her serious as a woman. And yeah. that was part of it. Like when she had to report to the higher ups, like she had to defend herself as right. why she's where she is. And she did such a good job showing them, this is why I'm here. This is why you need me to be here. Yeah. And this is why this would fall apart without me. And yeah. to your point with Bond, it was like just the next movie on, like Tomorrow Never Dies Forward, like they had their back and forth. Yeah. And then he suddenly respects her and he's like, you know, he's still bonds. So he goes against her sometimes. Right. But he's like, this is what M wants. I will do anything for her. Yeah. No, I did like that, that it was the introduction to her. And, you know, because I was, I was worried because come on from 89 to 62, 
let's be honest, women in all the Bond movies were portrayed. There was a few. There was yeah. a handful. But they weren't, you know, they were never taken seriously. It was always, I'm the pretty girl. And so it was, I really liked that she, um, like I said, she went toe to toe with him. And was like, you know, this is what we're doing. And I even liked that when she did go toe to toe with him. And like you said, the respect, I feel like when it happened was that when, I don't remember which movie, but he was kind of like, you know, uh, doing something, uh, damn, I can't remember, but he was just doing something and she, you know, she's got all these higher ups around and they're like, no, do this, no, do that, no, do that. And she flat out. And I think, like I said, that this is one Pierce Brosnan as James Bond was like, I respect her is that she kind of told everybody like, no, he's my agent. I trust him. I, he's doing his job. Yeah. Like I know he can do his job. You know, and so then I think that that's when he was like, oh, okay, she she can hold her own, you know. And so I did. I liked her. I liked her. I loved her as M. She was, I mean, not just because she was a woman, but she just, she, I just liked her because she was one of those where it was like, you knew that she was a badass. Yeah. But I loved it that it was like in a tiny package badass, you know. Oh, yeah. And so... Yeah, oh, just I really liked it that it was a lot of different things moving forward. But yeah, I mean, I loved her as a woman because yeah, a lot of the movies. I mean, even up till Skyfall when she's no longer there, even up to like the last of her breath, pretty much, she's like, "I'm in charge. This is me. This is my agency. I'm gonna do this. You I know what's right. Yeah. I know what's right. And, and she, she was const- right. Yeah, and she was constantly. So I feel like it was um, a little bit, and we'll get into it later. But a little bit to where it was like, I don't need a set of balls to be ballsy. You yeah, know. Exactly. And so, but everybody, of course, in the higher ups are all, you know. Like, no, you do have to have a set of balls to be ballsy. And it's like, mm, no, not really. You know? Oh, yeah. I've got balls. <laughs> Trust me. They're bigger than yours. They're bigger than yours. Yeah, you know? And so I did. I did like that. And uh, so a cool thing with the Pierce Brosnan ones is they did a really good job with the, <clears throat> like, one of my favorite things with Bond movies, right, is when the theme comes in when something epic happens. Yes. The James Bond theme is classic. Everyone yeah. knows it. It gets you pumped, right? But so the cool thing, GoldenEye is classic, right? We some of the some of our most favorite games came from GoldenEye. Yes. GoldenEye is just so classic. But the tank chase scene. Oh, I love where he's that. Just, he's like this is big car chase, but he's legitly just plowing through the town in a tank, gets that horse statue stuck <laughs> on top. But you see the car, it's such a beautiful shot. You see the car running towards the driving towards the camera, and then the Bond song hits. Ba-da-bomb as the tank flies through the wall with Bond in it. You know, it's yes. just like such a good moment. Oh, no, I love that. I loved that, that that would happen any time of epicness. And we'll talk about it with Daniel Craig, too, with yeah. his whole thing. But so then we move on. And I feel like this one we're going to kind of go movie to movie because it's fresher in our minds. Oh, yeah. You know, um, but so Tomorrow Never Dies for me is interesting in the fact that I think as a movie itself, like story-wise and stuff, it it I did not understand that movie. No. At all. But it had 
some of the best fight scenes. It had some amazing action, had some amazing people in it. Had the acting was incredible in that movie. Yeah. Um, well, and so, the and the, um, uh, the Bond gadgets. This movie was like Bond gadget yeah. movie, and I really enjoyed that. And you yeah. had a Jonathan Price, who's an incredible actor, as the yes. villain. Who it was very interesting. What was this ninety seven? As yeah. as a as an internet mogul, and you look at it and go, that's kind of what's happening now. Right. Like, you, usually you look back at how they assume internet, like internet was very new when this oh, movie yeah. came out. And you look at that and you go, they're not far off the mark. Yeah. Like, this You're is like, kind of really happening. Oh, that's kind of creepy. Um, but uh, how do you say her name? Michelle Yao? Yeah. Um, who was in it? And she, so she is... Anyone who watches foreign films, she is an incredible actress. Yeah. Uh, in a ton of great martial arts movies, incredibly skilled, fantastic actor. She's got a new movie coming out here soon, I believe. Um, she was, I think, the the biggest one that people who haven't like watched foreign films. She was in uh, what was that? The Ten Rings Marvel movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's Shang, the aunt, Shang Chi. She's yeah. the aunt in that movie. Um, but she, I mean, her list is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Drag. I mean, yeah, just she's, crazy list. Of well, accolades. and I loved her. I loved her in this movie because, I mean, let's be honest. I loved the when her and Pierce Brosnan are riding the motorcycle and he's got like his. I oh, they got the one handcuff. Yeah, the they're one having handcuff. To figure so out. they're having to like figure out. And she's like, I mean, I just loved it as she's going through this. You know, he, he's she's like, oh, no, turn here. I'll use this hand. And he's holding on to her. And then she's like, wait, behind. And so he's like. They've got to like finagle and, and like flip around, flip around, and, and she's like sometimes facing him, sometimes in his back, and and another thing that I like in the Pierce Brosnan movies, I feel like as personally as a woman, is that we get away from in the Pierce Brosnan movies the ditzy. I'm a girl. Yeah, I'm Help a girl. Me. I'm damsel in distress. I can't do anything, and I liked that. You know, yes, you did have in this movie, you had a. Uh, the wife that was, you know, kind of like that. That's the, oh, I'm the damsel. I can't do anything. You know, and then you have the but badass. she was powerful. She was powerful in her own way. Right. She knew. Right. It was never like a ditzy, like, yeah. oh, I can't help it myself. Was, it uh, was like a, I've got to stay this course because if not, I'm going to die. Yeah. Well, and she knew she she knew helping Bond would kill her. Right. But she also knew because she paid t- she knows Bond because they have a past. Yes. Before she was married. That's true. Right. And you could tell that. Due to the, some words he was using talking to her husband, she was like, it was one of those like, are we the bad guys? Right. That's when she was like, I think something's wrong here. And she knew as a good person, I need to help him. Yeah. And she did that with confidence, knowing she was going to die. Yeah. And that was, it was never a ditzy, like, I'm, oh, I'm in trouble. Like, yeah. you had, um, you had Michelle being, you know, badass. She, she was a, an agent also. Yeah. You know. Um, but she had her own strength in that, like, I know this is the wrong, this is, I know he's bad. I know I'm going to die doing this, but I'm, I'm aware this is the right thing to do. Yeah. And she did it with such confidence. It yeah. Was, I really dug that. Yeah. And she was beautiful. It was cool. She was, she was, she was older, you know, Yeah. but just gorgeous. Yeah. No, she was gorgeous. Like I said, I like that from here on out, you know, and not that there's anything wrong with, you know the women especially in the earlier movies because that's just how they portrayed women you know there wasn't the me too and all this and you know the confident women anymore stuff like that but i like that 
it slowly, I felt like, like I said, a handful of women in the Bond earlier movies was the strong, like, I'm the badass kind of person. Yeah. So I like that from this Pierce Brosnan movie forward, it was more like, you know, other than the fact that you do have M, who is, you know, this strong, Dench, yeah. yeah, is this strong woman, you know, in the earlier Bond movies, the only strong, quote unquote, mo- woman is Money Penny. Yeah. But you only see her for like a few minutes, 10 minutes max, you know? And so, and not that any of the other Bond girls weren't strong in their own way, you know, but I just feel like. You had a lot more. A lot well, more like, in Golden Eye. Die was very much like, oh, I'm a girl, I'm a girl please use help me. me for my body, yeah, yeah, kind of thing. But I think, yeah, I really like that from Golden Eye forward, it was more like, hey, you know, from a woman's standpoint, it's more like, hey, you know, you're not just a sub sex object to get our ways and it's like and you know it's what's what's i think the technical term people use now is is that women weren't uh women weren't temple of doom you know indiana jones temple of doom yeah she is the whole oh, i hate it's just i have oh, your, help I have, me oh spiders yeah. oh my heels oh my hair yeah. oh i can't yeah she never she never has a moment where it's like most of these other ones that have a moment where they either they either die right. or they go, I need to nut up and do something. You right. know. Whereas in like, you know, Temple of Doom, she never has a moment yeah. where she's she, like just This like, is how it goes. It's the whole time. Well, is, yeah, ah! Temple of Doom, I, that's a whole but, other So like, that's that's like a technical Hollywood she term now. She could have died. Is <laughs> women been... weren't Temple of Doomed. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and so and I liked that that they're you know, yes, James Bond is still a man. You know, and the women are still gorgeous. And women are still but gorgeous, but they hold their own. But they hold their own, yeah. And I like that from Goldeneye onward, especially in Tomorrow Never Dies, that you know, Goldeneye was still kind of like, oh, you know, you have the scientist, and that was the other thing that I liked. You know, it kind of bothered me a little bit that in Goldeneye, the only strong character woman was you know the nerdy girl, quote unquote. She but, uh, she wasn't really a nerdy girl. She was just. But, but you know, like that smart, like you know, intimidating her, kind yeah. of like they're like, oh, well, the only way she can be intimidating is if she's super smart, and it's like, but you've got Michelle here, where it's like, no, she's a actual, you know, there was yeah. just not a whole lot of like female agents, yeah. And so I liked that in Tomorrow Never Dies that they started with like, no, women can be agents too; they can be, you know, and kind yeah. of moving in that direction. I also dug the, uh, just again, with, with just Bond tools and stuff. But Tomorrow Never Dies, where you had an entire car chase, where Bond's in the backseat of the car. Oh, yeah. Driving it with, <laughs> with the little <laughs> pad. You know? little, like, and that was fun. 90s. He like... have to, it was the most relaxing for Bond, yeah. like, draw, you know, chase, but it was really cool. Yeah, I loved when he was doing that, and he'd, like, get a gunshot, and he'd, like, flinch, but still keep doing it. <laughs> so then we move on, and we have a real... Really good movie. Uh, the World is Not Enough, I think, is an absolutely incredible bond. Oh, yeah, the sex torture chair. <laughs> the sex torture lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the ultimate, um, what's, what's uh, the... Shock. Shock. Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, so that one you've got, who's who's the bad guy there? Uh, he was, uh, wasn't he uh, Robert... Robert Carlyle, yeah. And yeah. Denise Richards, yeah, who leads, you know, does her you know, a lot of stuff. But, um, and Sophie Marchal, or Marcal, I can't remember, as Electric King. Yeah. But that one had some great, uh, 
um, really good. Judy Dench really got to hold her own in this movie. Yeah. It did a, a really good job of, like, she has a past, and sometimes the call you make comes back to haunt you, which happens again a lot in the Pierce Brosnan movies. Yeah. You know, Judy Dench is a fantastic actress, so they're able to kind of do that kind of stuff. Yeah. She has her moments where she's in the field wanting to help out any way she can, and her feeling guilty for past stuff blindly puts her in a situation where she gets captured, but also has really good moments between her and Bond. Right. Where they really respect each other, and he wants to do anything he can to save her. Right. And she knows that he's going to. Well, and the nice thing is with that, when she gets captured, it's kind of the same thing. She's not just like this, you know, she is an old lady, but she's not just like this helpless old lady behind a desk. Like, you see her you know, try and maneuver like that clock and, you know, all this just kind of like, you can see that she, you kind of get the backstory of like, oh, she used to probably be like an actual like field agent or something, you know, not just like behind the desk. she was in charge of like a small, a small office, you know, like a. Yeah, something. A small section, you know. Yeah, something where she wasn't just, you know, behind the desk. But yeah, I did like that. Yeah, that one was I, that was the one with the scientist lady. Yeah, yeah, that one I couldn't. I remember throughout the whole movie thinking, I'm like, okay, I, <laughs> I, I remember saying to you one time, I was like, I don't trust her. Yeah, you were Me, really good. Anytime you'd say, anytime I'd hear, you, I learned if I heard you say, I don't trust her, she'd probably do something later in that movie. Yeah, and so I do. That one had, um, uh, what's his bucket? Hagrid. Um, Hagrid. Hagrid was in that one too, yeah. which he did great, but. This one was fascinating because there was really good acting from a lot of people. This yes. this one touched some really serious subjects. Yes. Like being captured and having like Judy Dench's decision to have to like let her go to try to find out who like the mole is, which then causes her to be like just brutally taken yeah. advantage of, yeah. you know, causing Stockholm syndrome in this bad guy. But also this bad guy, he he had he got a, attempted assassination where he couldn't feel anything anymore. Yeah. He was slowly dying, had no feelings. So she is madly in love with him where he can't reciprocate it. Yeah. But he has memories of the love he had. Yeah. And of the she, feelings. Yeah. While she is trying to destroy the world at the same time. And at the same time, you have Judy Dench having her issues yeah. with everything going on. It was like these really intense tones going right. on, well, which kind of were new for a Bond film. Yeah, and a lot of like backstory, and like you said, a lot a of lot like of backstory, a yeah. lot of like, oh well, you know, your actions are going to come back to bite you in the ass, you know, yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, I mean, I felt bad, you know, obviously until it was like at one point in the movie where I was like, I don't trust her. Like she's just too like. Yeah, it was just like, I just don't trust it, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so, yeah, it was just, it was very interesting. And I did like Denise Richards in this one. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot of uh, movies that I've seen her in, you know, because there just isn't, you know? And so um, I just, I really liked her in it because, yeah, you just didn't expect her to be this scientist, but also like, this badass, you know, I mean, yeah, it was she was on board. She was. Yeah. It board. wasn't like one of those where it was like, Oh, I'm, you know, not that there was anything wrong with the Russian lady in the uh, other one, but you know, it was kind of like, Oh, I'm going to, excuse me. I'm going to help him, you know, because I need to help him. But then it was also like, Oh, 
well, but I can figure this out because I know how to do it, you know? And this one, I remember this one, you, <laughs> oh my gosh, I could not handle when they were in the boat. Oh, in the submarine? In the submarine. And all the I, waters? Yeah, because yeah. you have horrible I fear have of water. I have such a horrible fear of water. So yeah, I mean... so that whole submarine scene where it's sinking and they're having to swim and he's yeah. like, I trust you to push this button. And he leaves and he oh, almost drowns. Oh, and that water goes all through and almost Ugh. drowns her. I mean, I was like, I'm pretty sure you couldn't feel your arm after 20 oh, minutes of 100%. that scene. Oh, 100 yes. So I was like, ah! And we got a nice throwback to... Uh, um, to uh, to Roger Moore in that one because at the end at the end of that movie you have the classic where's Bond we can't find him oh, on yeah, satellites yeah, yeah, yeah. and they zoom in and he's like oh we found him due to his heat signature yes. and then like her leg moves and there's a heat signature of another person and everyone goes oh and like slowly <laughs> shuts the laptop you know like that was a fun yeah, nod that was a fun little nod but but again like it was very serious themes how the bad guy dies is very brutal right yes. And then, and then James Bond actually has to shoot Electra King. She, she is such in this mindset that I've used my body to get what I want in the world. Yeah. That because the bad guy is madly in love with her now and yeah. she is basically in charge of him. She thinks that she's like where Bond can F, have sex with someone and they are 100% on his side. Right. She thinks she's gotten that Bond pussy. Yeah. Where just because she's had sex with him, like she's in control. Right. Because again, she was young when this happened. Yeah. Very, changes her mind, you know. Yeah. And, and she's like, you can't, you can't kill me. Like. Right. I'm, I've I made love you to now. you. Yeah. yeah. You. And then he just goes, huh. And just boom, blasts yeah. her in the chest, you know. Well, and it was interesting because also at the same time, you know, because I think, oh, that's right, he kills her first, and then the bad guy, you know, is like, well, at least my love will live on. And he's like, nope. no, she won't. And she like, did. he was brutal kind of about it, where yeah. it was like, no. And then, yeah, I loved I loved Hagrid on this, because <laughs> Hagrid, when he got pissed, he just gave no shit. Oh, yeah. I just saw a still from it where he was like, he was like, comes in with the gun, and he's like, Fuck just shooting you. everyone. Yeah. Where's my nephew? Yeah. That was yeah, that, that was, one was great. That, that one was, was a good one. Um, and then the last one, which is which is uh, "Die Another Day," which that was that was a fun one. That's the one that has it's very Bond, right? Yes. You have the you beginning have in Korea. <laughs> you know, yeah. You have the beginning in Korea, which is a great intro to the movie. Yes. Where you have Bond just kind of going with the flow and making it up as he goes, undercover. Mm-hmm. You know, and everything goes to shit, and he kills the bad guy who comes back as a totally different person later on. Yeah. You know, but you have, you know, beautiful cars, beautiful women. You know, you've got everyone is a badass in their own way. Oh, like, yeah. Like, both Bond women also kick ass. Oh, one's, yeah. One's an agent. One's a professional, like, sword person. Yeah. She's also an agent. She also works with MI6 also. Yeah. So, like, every woman in their own way is bad and good and badass. Yeah. Um... Yeah, the great, that awesome sword fight that happened. Yes. You know, where, where they, they end up, you know, tick for tick and grabbing actual, like, claymores and yeah. slapping around and stuff, you know, and the love scenes were great. You had the ice palace at the end. Oh, I love the ice palace. That was, was another one. <laughs> yeah, you have. like, oh, I can't do the water. The villain needs to have some crazy thing. Yeah. You know? Well, and this one, I liked this one because this one was interesting because this, to me, is where, you know, the Pierce Brosnan movie Obviously. This one really shines. Where it broke him. 
You know, because you do have the Korean where he's, you know, he... Oh, uh, yeah, he gets tortured at the beginning. Yeah, where he, you know, he's doing his job, and then all of a sudden it's like no one is there for him, and he gets tortured for, what, six months to a year? Six months to a year. And it's well, it's and interesting because not... we just talked about how in the movie before that, M, she had to make a decision... Right. ...just like that. To save... To save, you know, and yeah, so and she so... makes the same decision again, which puts Bond... Being tortured forever. Yeah, you know, and for he. Six months. Yeah, I mean, I remember when he, the movie, he comes. You know, when he finally sees M, he's just fucking pissed at her and was like, "Like, I want nothing to do with you, pretty much." You know, and it's like, that's it. Just I. That's you can see where it broke him. He was just like, and even after that, after he's tortured and after he's back with M, you know, he goes off on his own and he trusts no one oh yeah i mean every single person he sees he's like nope don't trust you nope don't trust you nope don't trust you nope you know and it was just kind of like yeah he didn't trust anybody for the life of him you know and so i was i liked this one um because it was very interesting because i remember i remember when i first watched it i mean i've no yeah this i've seen this one i just remember yeah, I was like, oh, sweet, you know, Korean dude's dead, you know, and then you've got ugly uh, diamond face. Yeah, diamond face. <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, they're both, you know, dead and stuff like that. And then diamond face comes, and I really thought that he would be the bad guy. But then, you know, you've got uh, whatever he calls himself afterwards, you know, where he, uh, the the Korean guy changes his face and all that stuff. And it was just... To me, it was just a very interesting, like, there was a lot of twists and turns and, like, you really thought, oh, okay, the first half of the movie or the first 20 minutes or whatever of the movie was this bad Korean guy. And then you're like, oh, and the other half is this now billionaire guy that creates this ice palace. He's now the bad guy. But then you realize... They're the same person. Yeah, yeah, you realize they're the same person. And it's like, whoa, that is so cool. And then, of course... uh, his mistress, the Korean guy's mistress, I, the same kind of thing. I was like, I know that face. Why can't I see it? And we just watched a Witcher. No, well, not Witcher. Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time. And he's like, oh, that's her. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's also Jane from <laughs> Pride and Prejudice. Prejudice yeah. You know, and so it was a lot of cool, interesting stuff to see. And and then obviously Halle Berry. And Halle Berry, who of course. is incredible. Oh, awesome! God, is she hot in this movie? Oh yeah, I love her, and I just love. I'm Jinx because I'm everybody's Jinx. It's like, well, the only part of this movie, like this movie, was very much 2002. Oh, like, very. This is much. an action flick of 2002. There's some crazy stuff. They go fun, but that's it's a Bond film. Yeah, like it's a super spy movie. You're supposed to go crazy stuff. The only thing was when I think it was, Jinx was like attached to the thing, and there was the lasers everywhere. Oh yeah. And she kept, like, pushing buttons, and there was just, like, hundreds of lasers oh, yeah. everywhere, ripping things apart. That was the only scene where I was like, this is dumb. Yeah, no, I remember watching that scene, and I'm like, <coughs> I remember watching <coughs> the lasers, and, like, she should have died there. Yeah. She should have died then. She should, you know, he should have died then. And I did like that Madonna, because, you know, come on, this is mid-2000s, so she's trying to make, you know, movies and stuff, too, that she's, like... Simple, because I love Madonna, you know, simple little like, hey, I'm going to just be in this scene where I'm a And she just did the song for it, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was a little fun little little movie, you know. I so, I loved it. 
Uh, so this one had a lot less. There's four of them, right? So right. So which one, this is a tough one. Which one's your favorite Pierce Brosnan? In all honesty, probably... Probably Die Another Day yeah. would be top, and then Tomorrow Never Dies. And oh, The World is Enough. Yeah, I mean, I liked Golden. I liked all of them. I liked them all, you know, so they're all in the category of top five. But those are my top three, just because I love Die Another Day, because I've seen that multiple times. But there's, like I said, I, there was a lot of twists and turns in that one, yeah. so I liked that one. The World is Not Enough, that one was interesting. Just for the sake of, you know, the tank and the, you know, they finally have like a, him and M have like kind of a mutual understanding and, you know, their growth development. But yeah, and then Tomorrow Never Dies is just, I, I like that one because it's just a great like, same action thing, flick, kind of like yeah. action flick and there's a few twists <clears throat> and turns, you know. Yeah, for me, like GoldenEye is classic. Oh, yeah. Right? GoldenEye is always going to be a favorite, but of, of the other ones, I, The World Is Not Enough is my favorite. Yeah. For sure. That was just the tone of it. The action's great. Like, yeah. It's a great story. I really enjoy it. Um, man, we're, we went, we're going further than I, longer than I thought we were. <laughs> oh, <Let's> no. <laughs> but, um, so then we move into a very interesting thing. We move into Daniel Craig. Yes. Who is the newest James Bond. This was, you know, the, this, this Casino Royale came out the year me and Lisa started dating, right? We've been married since 2011. We started dating in 2006 was when Casino Royale came out. So Daniel Craig has been Bond, like, uh, there's some big gaps between movies. But, right, but. But he's been Bond, like, the majority of, you know, our our late teens yeah. in our adult life. But, so an interesting thing happens here with Daniel Craig when he's Bond is because, something we mentioned at the beginning of the show, is we enjoyed how actors change, but the story just kind of continues. Yeah. His, you know, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, he gets married, that carries through to everybody, you know, all this, everyone just takes on the man. I'm just, I'm Jim, I'm Bond. I'm Bond. James yeah. Bond. And we move into Daniel Craig, where Casino Royale, it's more of its own separate story. Yeah. So Casino Royale is more of the, the beginning of the movie is Bond begetting his 007 status. Yeah. He is a, he's not even an agent at the beginning of the movie. It's like an origin story for yeah. the character of Bond becoming who he is. And they did, not to get into super detail, because I know you're going to want to get, because I know you loved Casino Royale. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was really cool. They did, you know, it's one of those great things where um, I've mentioned before on uh, on stream, you know, with like the new Tomb Raider games, where they do a really good job of like, how do you become Laura Croft? Right. Where you're not scared of anything. You have to go through so much shit, you aren't scared of anything. Right. How do you become the character James Bond where you know you just w women are you're closed off yeah women are just kind of a, a tool to get through somewhere you know and you were just a killing machine you have to go through some shit and have your heart broken to become that oh yeah so it's interesting when this movie first came out I loved it for sure but it was definitely more of, it was a it's a slower paced movie yeah because you know there's a lot there's a lot more ambiance and story going on yeah and now that I'm older watching it again I definitely enjoyed the story of what Casino Royale was a lot more yeah but so this is where we really got into you diving into Daniel Craig because you didn't I think you'd watched Casino Royale once yeah and when we'd we were seen, dating or something like that we'd we seen... saw Skyfall together. And you'd seen quite you've you've seen Quantum of Solace. 
I think we'd watch them all together at I, some point. I saw Casino Royale, and then I saw Quantum of Solace, and then I didn't see any of that. I didn't see Skyfall. Okay. I remember did, watching Skyfall. Me and you Sky, saw Spectre. But together. I did see Spectre because... And you were lost. And I was lost. Yeah. yeah because I never saw Skyfall, and you're like, oh, so, well, there's a movie in between that you missed. And so I was a like, fun thing okay. going into these is now we are going into an origin story of James Bond where yeah. you had an understanding of all the tropes... And, yeah. you know, the ambiance and what James Bond is yeah. supposed to be as a character. So whenever there was a nod to something, you now got it. And there's a few times you'd punch me in the arm and go, oh, my God, that was the thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was super fun. But, yeah, go ahead. Casino Royale, baby. Jump into it. So I liked Casino Royale because there was just, like I said, it was kind of the first Bond movie that I was introduced to with you. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw a picture that made me laugh. Um, and I just, I remember it when it first came out and I was like, okay, you know, obviously to me from not seeing anything. Cause I, I remember the first James Bond movie I ever saw was Casino Royale Yeah. because we went and saw it. Like I said, we were dating, we went and saw it and you're like, oh my gosh, I love James Bond. You should, let's go see this movie. And I was like, all right, I've never seen it. Never even heard of it, you know? And so, to me, it was interesting because after we went and saw this, you then showed me, um, gold, not GoldenEye, uh, Die Another Day. Yeah. You know, and so it was like, oh, okay. And then I do remember you saying, you're like, well, we have to start, you know, obviously we were just dating. So you're like, we have to just start from like the beginning and then you'll understand everything. And I'm like, oh, Okay. And I pushed it off, obviously, for years until I finally did it. But it was interesting to me because it was just, I loved that, like you said, it wasn't until the end of the movie, you know, the last probably like 10, 15 minutes when the James Bond theme finally came. And it was <coughs> interesting because throughout the whole movie, like you said, it was an origin story. So... He hadn't earned he the hadn't right earned to be. He hadn't earned the right, and Bond, so he James hadn't earned Bond. that the title yeah. and the song yet. And so it was really interesting to see, kind of from my perspective. I remember watching this, and I'm like, "Well, where's the James Bond theme? Is this yes. a James Bond movie?" Well, and that was the really cool thing. I don't, I don't mean to jump the gun here, but with like what you're talking about, is he says his name earlier in the movie, but he says, "My name's James Bond." Right. And at the end of the movie, when everything's said and done, yeah, M's in place. They're friends. He is now Bond. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, he says the name's Bond, James Bond, wearing the full suit. Yeah. He's holding a gun. Yeah. And the second he finishes saying that, wham, roll credits with the Bond theme. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it was very interesting to me because it made much more sense because I remember watching, um, what's the next one after this one? Uh, uh, Quantum, Quantum Solace. Solace. Um, I remember watching that one, and I remember from the Casino Royale that it was, like, really interesting because from those two, you know, you see his de- demeanor change. And you're like, well, why all of a sudden is he, like, this stoic, like, shut down wall yeah. badass guy? And I just never quite understood it, 
You know, because I didn't remember Casino Royale, let's be honest, when we watched it the first time. Oh, for sure. And I was <clears throat> lost and confused, you know, but then going back now through everything and all that, and it's like, oh, okay, now I know because he's lost somebody he loves. And so it's interesting to see um, how it all all works, you know. And yeah. I even remember with the Eva Green when <laughs> in the movie, like you said earlier, I was like, I just don't trust her. There's like yes. something, and you're like, but you love her. Like, but I out love of the gate, her. You're like, I sized you up the moment we met, and their their back and forth was perfect. Yeah, it was. They so fall perfect. in love so hard. Yeah, like he just completely lets his guard down. Right? Yeah. And, and well, and the cool thing I really liked with Daniel Craig movies is every character you meet, whether it's the actual actor or just that character's name, they come back. Yeah. If not the second movie after, the third, fourth, fifth movie after. Like, yeah. Every character is important to the story. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I loved I loved that it was, like, you know, from 60s to 90s, you know, early 2000s, that, you know, that's, like, one chunk yeah. of James Bond. Like, that's then, a continuous story. And then it's like, okay, now we've got the Daniel Craig and he's a completely separate like category because like you said he starts over. He's not a double O. Yeah. He's not anything special. He's just an agent. But you still have Judy Dench's still, end yeah, as and a, John Cleese's Q. So yeah. you still have that like You still have the James Bond yeah. kind of base, you know, but it's not and I loved the actor Jeffrey Wright who played Felix. That was I loved that. Yeah, and he was in a ton of them. Yeah, you and know. And then Mads Mickelson is the villain. Yeah. That guy is Oh, it's terrifying how good of an actor oh, yeah. he is. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember, because like I said, I forgot this whole movie, you know, and I only remember bits and pieces of Quantum Solace because of just terrible, like, nope, don't want to watch that, nope, 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 you know, kind of stuff. Um, But I remembered in um, uh, Casino that... <laughs> I remember watching it this time with you and I was like sitting there and I'm like, what are they going to do with that chair? And like they cut the chair middle out and I'm like, well, that's the weirdest thing. And then are they the going to make him poop? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even remember. I said something smart assy like that. And I was like, what is happening? It <coughs> doesn't make sense. And then uh, you see him sit down buck ass naked and I'm like, what the hell is happening here? And he taps him with that thing right in the nuts. I was like, I don't even have balls in that hurt. That scene is, that's such a torture. Oh. And like, he has such a good line in that torture scene, uh, the bad guy, you know, because he's like, he's like, the beauty of this is the knowledge that the longer you wait to tell me what I want to know, the better the chances of you having irreversible damage done. Right. You know, there's torture where it just does, and if you're just strong, it's over. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of torture. Like, if you don't tell me what I want to know, I'm gonna. This is will ruin the rest of your life. Yeah, you know. So, and then he starts laughing. I have an itch <laughs> down there. You know. Yeah. No, no, no. And then yes! everything gets turned it's... on its head immediately. Yeah. That Mr. White character who comes into play for the next five movies yeah. comes in, kills everything. Um, I I didn't trust him movie... because I remember seeing him and I'm like, well, because he was a bad guy the whole movie. Yeah. But, and then it suddenly just twists at that moment. And then you have, you know, the love story really kicks up a notch. Yeah. With Bond is ready to leave everything yeah. behind. 
And then everything falls apart with Vesper, where it turns out she'd been basically blackmailed by this, yeah. you know, this dude that she was in love with to give away secrets and then get all this money to this organization yeah. that is then part of every movie past that, you know. And it completely breaks Bond. He has oh, to watch yeah. her die. Yeah. You know, this, and, and then he falls back into being Bond. Yeah. And he has this, he shuts off, he's mad at Vesper, which is very important to the story moving forward. Oh, yeah. Shuts himself off, becomes the character James Bond. Yeah. You know? Kind of like, I'm getting in, I'm getting, <coughs> kicking ass, yes. taking names. I don't care. I'm not. And then insert Bond music, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, um, so let's go ahead and jump over here then to Quantum of Solace, right? Which is, which is our second Daniel Craig movie, you know? Yeah. He is now Bond. The movie starts, we have the theme, he yeah. says Bond, James Bond, you know, uh, the really cool thing I dug with Quantum of Solace is, you know, like we've, we already mentioned a few times, we're past Bond movies, like they're the same characters, the stories kind of, you know, like yeah. main events kind of still occur in the timeline, you yeah. know, of, of Bond. But quantum of the intro to Quantum of Solace is literally seconds after the ending yeah. of Casino Royale. I did like, like that. It's, bam, we're yeah. still continuing on. Yeah, I did like that. Whereas in the other movies, it's like you know <coughs> you don't know how much time has passed, how many missions he's been on. I did like that. As soon as Casino Royale ended, it picked up right where Quantum picked yeah. off. I did like that. You know. So, and the, the, oh, I'm not even going to pronounce that because it's going to be so terrible. The villain in this one was so. Oh, Dominic Green? Yeah. Yeah. His, it was just so squirrely and like, you're like, dude, I just want to kick you in the nuts. Yes. He wasn't some big burly bad guy. Yeah. He was the ultimate, like, I am in charge and the bat and, and like I'm who I am because of my connections and yeah. money, you know, like he was so smug standing in front of military mm -hmm. people just because of the power he held over paper. You know, yeah. it was just so crazy. So I did like him as, but yeah, he was just one of those where I'm like, dude, I want to kick you. Sorry. He was just one of those guys that like, I just want to kick you in the nuts. Oh yeah. <laughs> because you are just so like, you think you've got it all. You know, and everything like that. And so, yeah, it was just, it was just great. Well, you had a really cool throwback, right, in, in Quantum of Solace where you have Strawberry Fields, the agent. Yeah. Right? She gets, she gets killed and she's completely covered head to toe in oil. Which yes. is a callback to Goldfinger. Yes. When that girl is killed and she's completely dripped head to toe in, in gold. gold. Yeah. That was a fun, that was a fun that throwback. Was, yeah. Callback. That was a, that was a fun throwback. Yeah. The thing I also, going back to, uh, um, Goldeneye, I just remembered the thing I did like, you know, I will obviously always miss her, but the thing I did like is that when Judy Dench became M, that instead of it being, you know, money penny, it was just an assistant. So I did like that the roles were reversed instead yeah. of the man. Oh, yeah, we had Rory Kinnear as yeah. Bill Tanner. Yeah, and yeah. kind of like. It was just kind of her right-hand man. Her right-hand man, yeah. And so I liked that the roles were kind of reversed instead of Rory being in um, charge. It was like, oh, no. Yeah. And so I did like that. But, yeah, I mean, it was. And this one had some pretty serious themes, too. Yeah. You know, with, with the main. This is kind of where this movie kind of makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah. You know. Because the, the main girl, you know, is. 
you know, she is the survivor of her family being murdered. Yeah. And she's trying to get back at the guy who murdered her family. And he is this awful, awful. just general, just I can do raping whatever the, people. Yeah, whatever let, the hell everything. I want. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, and the cool thing I really dug is her and Bond never do it. She's the no. main, she's like the main girl of the movie. I mean, he and gives her kisses, such, but yeah, they well, don't they ever. kiss on the cheek like once. Like when they say goodbye, they never actually. Oh, kissed. I thought they actually. No. I thought they kissed. It was like when a kiss were, on the when cheek they were when they say the, goodbye. No. Oh no, that's right because she's cowering. Cowering, yeah. yeah. So it is such like a, because he wants vengeance for Vesper. Yeah. And she wants vengeance for her family. Yeah. So he understands the vengeance she wants and is doing everything he can to help her with that. And when she achieves that, they have this great conversation where he asks her, "What's it like?" And all she basically responds with is. I hope someday you can understand this. Right. And they just go their separate ways. Right. That's it. Boom. Yeah. That's no, it. No sex from them, you know, and stuff like that. And so I did like that. That wasn't like a, oh, here, we're going to have sex, you know, you know, because we are these people. And it's like. It was very mature. Yeah. It was very, very mature. Uh, I did like that one. So then we move over into Skyfall, which has like, folks, everyone knows Javier Bardem is just the uh, actor of actors. I this love guy him. encompasses this role to such a degree. You love him, but he's so creepy that you are sickened and hate him. Yeah. And this is another one of those callbacks to earlier where uh, <coughs> Judy Dench's M makes a decision earlier in her career that comes back to haunt her. Yep. So we have um, Javier Bardem is a past double O agent who was captured just like Pierce Brosnan was. It's like a side-by-side story of what happened to Pierce Brosnan. Yes. But he never got rescued. And when he realized he wasn't going to get rescued, he tried to take the cyanide pill in his mouth, which agents have to kill them. Where all it did was melt everything. It was yeah, a faulty it was capsule. So it didn't kill him. It ugh. just melted him. So yeah. he's got reconstructive surgery yeah. on his face. Yeah, when he takes his jaw, it was just like, I looked at it, I was like, oh. oh he no. has like three or four monologues in this movie yeah. that are just fucking brilliant. He is so good. Well, And, he's and so... he is in control. Even when you think they have him taken, like... He's in control. That was that was part of his plan. Everything well, was part so, of his plan. It's also so creepy that he's not calling M by like, oh M or anything. He's calling her mommy. Mom. Yeah, mommy. Oh, mommy, your mom, son's home. Yeah, look, look what, what mommy's. Did. Oh, she's got mommy's got a new one. Here's mommy's new favorite. Yeah, you know, and it's just like, dude, you're creepy. Yeah, this one I've only seen this time. I yes. I'm thinking because I don't remember. This is this one, one of my favorites. Yeah. Skyfall is an incredible Skyfall, movie. I remember seeing, going through this. Yeah, that guy was just creepy. And then he like, oh, he, Bond is, he wants Bond to pretty much shoot his girlfriend that he yes. had sex with. And it was like, and he just have... shoots her. He's like, oh. And it wasn't even like a, oh, I'm so sad. It was like creepy where it was like, oh. There goes another there one. There goes another one. And you're like, when you have... what the fuck? Naomi Harris joins the movie, right? So they have the intro, which is a fantastic scene. Oh, yeah. The combat 
you know, the combat, the fight scenes, or you know, yeah. all this stuff happening, where she takes a shot at Bond fighting another guy and oh, hits yes. Bond. He falls off this huge train and he uses that to basically escape and live his own thing. And when the world's falling apart, basically he shows back up. Yeah. But so they have this really, really fun friendship. Yeah. Where, like she shot him, but he doesn't hold it against her. Right. Like in the moment, she does what she's supposed to do. He comes back and is like, I'm glad you're behind a desk. I feel safer now. You yeah, know, kind of yeah, thing. yeah. You These know, and they have, they have this beautiful back and forth. Yeah. Where it, we'll get to it where at the end of the movie, you know, a thing happens with her yeah. character that's just incredibly fun. <coughs> but then we have uh, Ralph Fiennes, yes. whoever, you know, <coughs> Voldemort from the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Fantastic actor. So he comes, I he shows him. up where he's in charge of like something British above defense M. Something. Yeah, yeah. Something above he's M. He's a more encompassing part, you know, where he's like, this system needs to be taken apart. Yeah. It needs you, to like, be you are, you, you can't be doing what you're doing. Right. But so sadly, you know, this, uh, it's a really good backstory of Bond, where he comes from. Yeah. You know, um, his story moving up. And then, you know, at the end, you know, Bond wins, basically, where he kills the bad guy. But, you know, Javier is able to do his mission. He kills M. Yeah. So we know Judy Dench, this is her last film. Yeah. In the Bond film. And that was heartbreaking. Oh, it was goes. so heartbreaking. Well, and because I, I definitely... Looking back on it now, I don't remember this because I, for some reason, was thinking in the new ones that Judy Dench would be M. And so I don't remember that. So I obviously, the first time I watched Skyfall was with you, you know, yeah. a few weeks ago. And I do remember that because it was so interesting for me to watch this whole movie um, again is that even when, <laughs> you know, in between... What was his last movie? Uh, one of the Pierce Brosnan movies and, and Skyfall, you don't really see Q. He's not mentioned. He's not anything like that. He's not shown on TV and so or on the film. And so it was interesting for me in Skyfall is that you see Q for the first time and he's this young gun and you've got Bond. He was in Casino Royale. Was he in Casino Royale? John Cleese Roy was in Casino Royale. Okay. Well, that, that, that's, <coughs> that's the new why. The guy was introduced. The new guy was introduced in... Casino Royale. No, he was no. introduced in Quantum. Okay. Well, what, uh, but, you know, he may not have, like, it was just, I love their back role. and forth. Yeah. yeah, their back and forth where it was like. Well, he's just, for the first time, he's this very young tech guru. Yeah. And so he's know? like, you know, kind of like playing on that and like, well, here, you big old, like, you boomer. Yeah, yeah, dinosaur. Okay, here's boomer. this. Yeah. Go he, shoot something. Go, yeah, yeah, no. And he's like, well, no, we do it now and, like, all that stuff. And so it was really, I really liked it because, to me, it wasn't about, you know, the whole, like I said earlier, moving forward with the, oh, the girls are, you know, these sex objects. Yes, there is sex in there. And, you know, there's going to be sex in it because it's a Bond movie. Exactly. But I like that it's more of, backstories you know yes. it's it's bond's backstory because you know something happened because um i think it's mr white says something in one of the other ones you know and so you're like wait 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 where's his parents why is he an orphan you know and that even also touches base in skyfall is that uh J javar javier javier <laughs> i knew i was gonna butcher. javar javar javier ah javier's character um touches on that and he's like you know i was an orphan too and so you're like 
well, what happened to Bonds? You never yeah. realize. I mean, you've realized what happened is they die in a car accident and stuff like that. But I like it because it's a backstory of who he is as James Bond, you yeah. know? And so I like that. But I also liked the um, Judy Dench and um, Ralph's um, interactions because, you know, in the beginning you see... Judy Dench is like, no, this is my agency. This is my agent. He's going to do it my way kind of stuff. And then you have Ralph. He's not understanding. Yeah, he's not understanding that. And so I like that in um, the end when they're trying to find him, you know, and you've got Q and uh, M's uh, right-hand man and I think uh, whatever her... Her name was, what did you say it was? Uh, Naomi. Naomi's character. You've got all three of these guys, you know, in Q's lair, kind of like trying to find everybody. And he walks in, you know, after this big whole explosion in where he, um, Javier tried to kill M during a meeting and stuff. And so you see that he's got, you know, this sling on. And he pretty much comes in and is like, okay, keep what you what you're doing, but don't tell anybody pretty much, you know? And he's like, or like, Oh, you can't be doing that. And if I was to help you, which I can't would, did you try that? You know? And so it was like, kind of like, I, I liked that because to me, you know, knowing now that Judy Dench is, is gone. I liked that because it's kind of like the same, like he's trusting bond without like coming out and saying it, that he's going to trust him. So I liked that where it was, you know, into that where it's like, I'm going to trust him, but we really got to do things by the book, you know, kind of stuff. One, two incredible bond moments from this movie, right. That you freaked out at because now we've watched them all. So you understood these, these references, right. So first of all, when Bond is escaping with M to the countryside, he opens up his garage and there's the, classic oh, 60s Bond car. I fucking loved and that. you lost your shit. I loved that. He takes off in that classic Bond car. And then at the very... So the entire time Judy Dench is in charge, she has a more traditional, you know, office in this big grand library kind of looking thing. Yeah. You know, it's really, it's really grand, you know, not grandiose, but, you know, it's, it's, it's more... Uh, I guess, realistic to what you know, that kind of office would look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. So when Judy Dench goes, you have uh, Ralph Finn's character, Gareth Mallory. Mallory um, yeah, you shouldn't know that name. Who takes over as M. So at the end of the movie, you have another beautiful Bond montage, right? So Bond comes into the office, and it's the classic entryway to the old Bond offices. Naomi is now... She finally says her name for the first time in the movie. She's Money Penny, which is this character that's been around forever, right? Yeah. Bond walks in, throws his jacket on the coat rack, like you have for Sean Connery did it. Yeah, you know, ev- everyone Everybody did this thing. Everybody did it. Flirts with Money Penny, walks through the exact same door yeah. that everyone else has, and now you have the new M, Ralph Fiennes, sitting behind the exact desk in the same office as the classic Bond. Yeah, and it's like now you are in that classic Bond kind of facade right yeah skyfall well, was amazing no i mean i love skyfall fall for that because it wasn't so obvious <coughs> that she was money penny but like you said they have the back and forth relationship yeah you know they never were a 
sexually attracted to, you know, maybe they were, but they were they, definitely sexually attracted, you know, but, but they, they never did. Anything. They never did anything. So it's, you know, the flirting like, hey, I'm going to flirt with you. You flirt with me, you know, that kind of stuff. And so it was really nice because then you did get to see um, him all in like his glory of like, oh, well, you know, she's just a fun girl to flirt with. I'm never going to have sex with her. I'm never going to do anything like that with her. But, you know. It's like, it's, it's, it's a great, I like it. Yeah. Uh, so then we go to our next movie, which is Spectre. This is our second to last. And Spectre is the name of this. Yes. This organization that Bond's been kind of after from the first movie, which is also a callback to the organization from like the very early Roger Moore and Sean yeah. Connery both went against Spectre. Right. So you have a lot of these. A lot of these callbacks in the costuming and character designs yes. and everything of these classic Bond villains, right? So you have, uh, once again, just killing it with these actors. Christopher Waltz coming in as the villain, who is just incredible. We all, every, everything you see him in, he's an amazing actor, yeah. right? But so Spectre kind of brings these walls down again, where Bond is kind of, he learns a lot about Vesper in the last movie. Yeah. And this movie where he kind of learns how to forgive her and understands what's going on. Um, another thing I forgot to mention at the end of Sky or it was Quantum of Solace. At the end of Quantum of Solace, I forgot this. This is a great scene. Uh, they find out who the guy is yes. that Vesper had been in love with and that he had faked his death. So she's grieving him. And that's why she does all this bad, this stuff and screws Bond over. So, they find out who this guy is, that he's dating this new girl who works for like the American, the Canadian yeah. government, I think. Canadian, yeah. Um, and so and they ask like if they really want someone else and... to take care of this. And he goes, no, I'll do it. So everyone expects Bond to walk in and shoot this guy in the face, right? Right. So he walks in, this guy comes in, and it's this beautiful scene where he explains to this other girl like what he is, what he does. That's a beautiful necklace. I have one just like it. Let me guess, you work for such and such government. Don't worry, I know. And as she's leaving, it's go the in, most... Yeah, go go, well, go tell your people there's a mole. There's, so yeah. she's leaving the room, and it's the most powerful... She doesn't say a word, but as she's leaving, she just whispers, thank you. Yeah. And and he doesn't kill this guy. This guy goes in for questioning and whatnot, but it was such a powerful scene. But I had to mention that. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so Bond learns to forgive. So we have this character... Uh, Mr. White, who was in the first movie, who yeah. saved him from being tortured, uh, he was in the trunk of the car in the second movie. Yes, says the says that we have people everywhere line. Yeah, and which then Judy Dench has that great like when someone says they have people everywhere, I you don't expect them to mean in the bloody room. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but so Miss so Bond goes after Mr. White to try to figure out what the hell's with Spectre. Yeah, I want to get to the bottom of this. Figure this all out. We need we need to end this organization. Yeah. So he then gets led on to uh, Mr. White's daughter, um, who he then kind of lowers his walls over yeah. time and completely loses himself and falls in love with her yeah. again. Her, who she's gorgeous. She um, is super gorgeous. But this movie was, was a really fun ride of Bond backstory, uh, action, her backstory, the backstory of Spectre, some really cool throwbacks to other Bond right. movies, cool gadgets, great fight scenes, cool locations, you know, that chase scene in the snow yes. where Bond ends up in an airplane chasing them in cars yeah. and then just crashes through like, into everything. Crazy. 
Well, and it's so, this movie I liked because, like you said, it's more of like, okay, he can, he can be human. He can break down his walls for her, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, they do learn to trust each other and whatnot. But, yeah, it's, because this is the second to last. Second yeah. to last, yeah. You know, so it's like, <clears throat> oh, okay, well, this is great, you know. And you can trust each other and, you know, he does fall in love with her and he, he even is going to give up, you know, being James Bond. He's like, I'm, I'm done. You know, we're, we're going to be together. I'm, I'm done, you know, this kind of stuff and everything like that. And the guy, um, that plays the villain, he just Christopher did. Waltz. Yeah. He, Christopher Waltz. He just did a phenomenal job of just being. The bad guy. I mean, he the head, took... uh, the head of of Spectre. Yeah, I mean, and he, he was a callback to his character's name is um, Ernest. Was it Stravro? Yeah, but he's a direct throwback to the main villain in all the old Bond yeah. movies, costume and everything. Yeah. But so it turns out Christopher Waltz's character is like Bond's adopted brother. So like Bond's parents die, right? Which yeah. we discover in Skyfall. And then he's adopted by this other guy, and Christopher Waltz is the son of this guy he's adopted by. So they're like brothers growing up, but they're not yeah. blood brothers, you know? Yeah. And so Christopher Waltz's character and his dad, air quotes, die in an avalanche. Yeah. And so that's why Daniel Craig becomes an orphan again. Yeah. And that's how he gets recruited. So somehow along the line, Christopher Waltz doesn't die in this avalanche and becomes a villain and... They don't do a great job of making it of, of explaining that like he was the bad guy who became in charge of this corporation, right? Yeah. And then once he discovered that Bond was the good guy, that he then put his hands in his life. They kind of made it seem like the only reason I became bad was so I could mess with you, Bondo. You yeah. know? But it's like but it's just brothers you, loving each other. Yeah. Like it's like they tell you that it's, once he discovered it, he's like, I was the master of all your pain. Yeah. Like I was the conductor of all your pain. I'm the reason Vesper happened. I'm the reason right. everything bad that's happened in your life has happened. But it, and I just blame it on writing. Like they just made it seem like the only reason I'm a bad guy is to get back at you. But it's well, like, no, I that think, can't be it. I think they also really thought that the doctor, because I remember because, I mean, come on, there's six years between those. Because yeah, I Skyfall remember... Yeah, Skyfall was 2000... Well, Skyfall was 2012, Spectre no, was 2015. No, I'm saying between oh, Spectre and No, no Time, Time to, to Die. die. Yeah. I remember there was rumors that Daniel Craig wasn't coming back. Yeah. Well, he wasn't going to. And so, yeah, and so they were like, oh, trying to find... I don't know how that happened. But, yeah, I remember that because, I mean, he does fall in love with her. And it's so nice because you see, you know, that he can be happy and whatnot. And she even forgives him for being there when her dad dies. I mean, that was a heart-wrenching scene when it was like, scene. you know, all the video cameras and he's watching her and he's like telling her like, I didn't do it, you know, like, but look at me. You don't need to watch your dad die. Look at me, look at me, yeah. look at well, me. Well, and that was the cool thing is he was honest about it from the beginning. Right. It'd be, it'd be one of those terrifying things if he lied to her about her dad and then that she got to watch that video. Yeah. But, like, he was honest up front. Like, I was there. Your dad shot himself. I'm sorry. Right. So when the video happened, it wasn't one of those, like, oh, my God, Bond lied to me. Yeah. It was literally just one of those, you don't need to watch this. Yeah. You look at me. This is going to be hard no matter what. But you don't need to see yeah. this. So I like that. And then, yeah, his whole. But so he, Bond blows up the base, right? And then his brother, uh, 
you know, isn't dead. No. So, uh, miraculously escapes, right? Um, but he has this horrible injury. His, like, uh, right eye is just gone. He's got the scar. Yeah. Exactly like the, the old villain yeah. in Bond had the scar across his face, wore that gray jumpsuit, which yeah. is exactly what, what, what he's wearing. But so, so Bond's got to try to, like, save the world. From this tech guru or whatever. Yeah. He's trying to ruin, destroy everything. But also, you know, his new girlfriend's being held in the old MI6 building, which is rigged to blow. Yeah. So he's got to save her, escape, take down his brother. His brother gets arrested. And there's this beautiful scene on the bridge where yes, you have I was just the helicopter. Uh, go for it if you want to talk about no, this scene. No, yeah. I just, I loved that scene because it was so powerful because, you know, he shoots his brother's helicopter down. It lands on the bridge. You know, his brother's bleeding out of his leg he can't walk and so he's crawling on it and you see at one end of the bridge there's m and then at the other end there's uh his girlfriend and in the middle is bond with his adoptive brother and his brother's pretty much like go ahead shoot me you're you're kind of teasing him and like you're not gonna do it you're not gonna do it go ahead shoot me i'm not gonna you know get it over with, you know, pretty much like get it over with. I'm the cause of all your pain. Shoot me. And you just see bond. If I remember correctly, he takes his gun apart. Yeah. Completely takes it apart, throws everything on the ground and just walks, smiles. That doesn't say a word. Yeah, It doesn't say a word. Just smiles and walks away towards his girlfriend it, yeah, and him it, and his girlfriend just walk away. And that's the end of the movie. It's such a powerful decision. Like yeah. they don't say a word like you have to choose because there's movies out there that would do that and they'd be like, yeah. well, you have to choose. Yeah. Well, and, it's, and it was smart it enough without, to, yeah, without saying it, it it's knew like, the audience was smart enough to understand what's happening. Yeah. And it's this ultimate, you have to choose to either be 007 or you choose to go live with her. Yeah. And he makes the choice and he walks away with his girlfriend. Right. So, so then like we that. have, was it, that was 2015. Yes. So last year, 2021, no Time to Die came out, which we, No Time to Die actually came out the weekend before, or the weekend after we started our Bond journey. I remember this. Did it? Okay. Because we were like, hey, should we go? We started Bond. I love Bond. This is the last Daniel oh, Craig Bond. Right. I want to go see this. And then we decided, we're like, no, we want you to have experienced everything Bond yeah. so you could really appreciate this movie. Yeah. So we made the choice not to go see No Time to Die when it came out so we could watch all of these and yeah. then go see it. So we finally last week got to sit down and watch No Time to Die, which was amazing. It was so good, it, but it was so like tug at your heartstrings at every corner. Oh my God, yes. I mean, out, of the, out of the gate, he's happy. They're together. You can see it. You know, he goes to visit well, no, Vespers. This one, remember, this one starts with her past. Oh, yeah, when she's a little kid. Yeah. yeah go ahead, babe. No, yeah, this one was interesting because it starts with uh, Madeline, which is James Bond's girlfriend's past. And you're at first, when I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like, it's going to be, you know, James Bond older, and it's going to be like somebody important's daughter, you know. And so it's really interesting that it's actually Madeline's um, mother that the bad guy kills, you know? And so it's just, it was very interesting to see, you know, and then the next scene is she's in this ice and he, he saves and Rami, 
Rami Malek. Malek? Oh Again, my gosh. Hard hitter for actors. Right. When I saw he was the villain for this movie, I was like, this is going to be crazy. Yeah, like he is so, just so good at it. And you do have it to where, you know, he's he's such a good villain. And it was just so crazy. You know, he saves her. And so the next scene you see is she's coming out of the water and James Bond is standing on this dock. And she he's kind of like, what were you thinking about in there? You know, because he could see that she was just so distressed. And so it was really interesting to see more of her past, you know, come back. Because you didn't see that Inspector or in Skyfall or any of that. And um, so it was interesting to see her past and how she became her way. Because I think it was in Spectre when he, you know, pretty much is holding a gun to her face. And she's like, I don't like guns, you know. And so he, of course, thinking, oh, well, she doesn't even know how to shoot one. And she, like, totally disassembles the gun and reassembles it. And she's like... I said I didn't like them. Not that I didn't know how to use them. So you're like, oh, shit. Well, what yeah, happened in her life that she had well, to do it's, it? It's cool that they're both kind of like, because they both, he's a secret agent. She came from a life growing up in Spectre, basically. Yeah. So they're both kind of like holding secrets from each other. That They both want the other person to tell them, but they also don't want to tell their own thing. It's right. this really interesting thing going on. But so... So towards the beginning of the movie is when you have, you know, Daniel Craig goes to, he's finally come to terms, like we said, with Vesper's death, why she did it. So crazy. You know, he forgives her and it's this powerful moment where he's like, I'm going to go to her grave, you know, and tell her. Yeah. Like, I understand. I I forgive you. Yeah. I can love again. There was like a paper that they're in like Greece or something like that. And the paper is like, you know, you write a wish on it or something like that and then burn it and it comes true or something like that or you know so, a secret or something <clears throat> so bond has lowered his guard again his walls are completely down around madeline so he goes to vesper's grave and it blows up and he has this fight scene where everyone's trying to kill him again and so obviously he assumes madeline is bad yeah and she's the reason this has happened and you can tell daniel craig is such a good job acting this the second it happened you could just see the wall go whoop right, right back up yeah he finds her again. She doesn't know what's going on, but he thinks she's behind it. And he's just so We're shut done. off to her. We're done. You mean nothing to me now. Yeah. I'm I'm done with you. They have this great, they're in this car chase. And he like stops the car while they're getting shot at and is just staring at her. Yeah. Because, looking for her reaction to this. Well, and because if you remember in the <clears> beginning <throat> when they're kind of in their room together, he's like telling her all these secrets and he's like, okay, well now tell me yours. And she's like. I'll tell you I'll when tell you come him, back Yeah, or later or something like that. And so then all this happens. And so he's sitting in the car and he's like, you better tell me your secrets now. And she's like panicking and like, no, Not no, no. Not telling him, yeah. And that's when he, you know, I mean, he put his walls up before, but he's like, okay, I'll kind of let them come down. And then when she wouldn't tell the secret, he's like, nope, all done. Yeah. We're done, you know, and he. So he throws her in a train and, oh, and she's so like, <laughs> she doesn't know what's going on. She has yeah. no idea, but he thinks she's behind it. So she's like, when am I going to see you again? He goes, never, and just leaves. Yeah, and, and she he, takes off he just stands train. there, and the train starts going, and she's, like, <clears throat> trying to see him and stuff. So it jumps to five years later, right? So he's retired. He's already left. He's, he's, he's like, done. a drunk on the beach Yeah, somewhere. he's a drunk on the beach, living his life, you know, and suddenly everything falls back into his lap. There's this stuff in the air from this thing he used to do that he can't believe is still a thing. There's a new 007, 
right, which uh, Nomi was the character name. She did she did really cool. Yeah, she did. I um, liked her. But so he basically gets hired on by Jeffrey Wright, who's Felix Leiter, who's a character from Casino Royale. He was in Skyfall. Yeah. Um, and, it was, and the character Felix Leiter is from all the old Bond movies, too. Yeah. He's like Bond's best friend from the CIA. I love it. So he gets hired on by the CIA to extract this guy, right? And that's where we run into just <clears throat> one of the most beautiful people to exist in the world, Anna de Armas. Yes. Who, the thing I loved is she was there, she was, she was gorgeous. They didn't do it. She never showed up in the movie again, but she was there to help with this mission. She looked gorgeous. She was badass. Did this epic fight scene. Yeah. And they had such a fun back and forth. It was like, hit. it was such a throw, it, like not throwaway moment, but it was a great like, Bond had been away for a while, and the thing that me and Lisa had to kind of tell ourselves before going to this movie is, for us, <coughs> it had been a week since we saw Spectre. But for audiences, this movie was made, what was it, six years after mm-hmm. Spectre. So for audiences, you're watching in real time this five years later Bond yeah. coming back into this life. So we had to kind of put ourselves in that yeah. mindset. But it was this beautiful scene of, like, Bond realizing who he used to be and, like, re-falling in love with that line of work. And there being this beautiful woman that he's just, they're working beautifully together. They stop yeah. to have a drink in the middle of it. It's just a fun Bond scene. Well, and it was so and, fun. And they drop off the thing and she just walks out. And that's yeah. it. That's all she was well, there for was, was to guide fun... him back in. That was such a fun thing because, like you said, there was no, you know, they probably found each other cute and all that stuff. But there was, you know, and there was sexual tension, but it was never acted upon. Yeah. And it was so fun because even she was like, you've been out of this for five years. You don't know what you're doing. This, you know, and I'm, this is my first time on the field, you know, so this is fun and exciting for me. And pretty much she's like, I'm in charge. And he's like, wait, what? Yeah. You know, but she was, she was all right and everything. I loved it. And then I did love that as soon as, uh. As soon as uh, M, you know, Voldemort found out that James Bond was working for CIA, he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, God damn it. He's like, come on. But so Bond then comes back basically into the fold to help. And he gives Mallory a hard time because there's a backstory of of what the the bad chemical weapon is. Yeah. That like Mallory was supposed to shut down and didn't and kept it a secret to use it to kind of like you know, help, help them in the future. Yeah. Um, cause you can't always go in with a gun and kill the bad guy. Yeah. So it's basically this, this, um, these nanobites, nan- nanobots, nanobites, nanobots yeah. that are DNA programmed for s- certain people's DNA. If they touch that person, they kill them. Yeah. Um, but no one else is harmed unless you want them. So you could have millions of people covered in these nanobites and it only hurt the people it's programmed to do. Yeah. But obviously this so program, terrifying. this program is taken, right? So the bad guys suddenly have the ability to just kill anyone they want. And so this causes this big power struggle where they assume Spectre's behind it. Um, all of Spectre gets killed by this weapon. Um, when it was supposed to go to bond you know, it forces Bond and his girlfriend to kind of like come back together. After five years there. After like five years apart. Total hate between oh them. Oh my God, it was such an awkward scene, but it was beautifully done. Yeah. And then Bond's brother's there as well. 
and Bond has his nanobites and touches the brother, which then causes the brother to die. So all of Spectre is now completely wiped out. Yeah. Um, well, and you have to, I mean, not go back, but yeah, because <coughs> she, um, Natalie, his girlfriend was, you know. Madeline. Madeline. She's pretty much blackmailed into being like, you have to kill this person. Yeah, by Rami Malik. By Rami Malik. So she sprays this perfume on her that's got his DNA. And, of course, Bond, you know, is talking to her and he grabs her wrist. So, so that's he how he it gets yeah. it on him. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, randomly on him, you know. But, um, but yeah, so, like, all this stuff's happening. So then you find out, like, Madeline, you know, he shows up to the house. You know, Madeline has a daughter who's about five years old. So Bond, you know, obviously she's got his eyes. Right. She tells him it's not his. They have this beautiful, like, kind of family moment. Yeah. You know, Bond makes her breakfast and stuff. And they have, they, it was a few days, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Like a few days where but it was so this perfect family moment. Everything goes to shit because he, so the new 007 is supposed to track this other guy down. And so supposed Bond's to... supposed to go help her. Oh yeah, this And CIA he looks up, agent. yeah, so he looks up where this new 007's at and she's like a couple miles from him. And he's like, well, she's not supposed to be coming to me. She's supposed to be tracking this other, oh shit, this other guy's coming to kill me. So you have this frightening bond oh, chase scene that happens. It's just like any other bond chase scene you've seen. But there's a five-year-old girl in a car oh, seat yeah. in the car. You hate it. As that. parents. As parents. Ah, Polly want a cracker. As parents, we are just Especially oh, you. Oh, it's terrible. Your little terrifying. girl. Yeah, I could totally only imagine what was going through your mind with like Isabella and stuff. You're like, oh, well, and it was so <coughs> creepy because it was the car chase, and then they kind of like I mean, come on, total, like, movie, like, they're in a dense woods, and there's fog and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I mean, James Bond gives Madeline, Madeline, Madeline. and his daughter this gun to protect herself, you know. And so, and he goes running off and, like, killing all these car, you know, uh, uses a cable to, like, uh, clothesline a car, and that flips over and kills a bunch of people. And then, like, he's shooting all this shit up, and then... Rami, the, as the bad guy, you just hear, like, these gunfires, and then all of a sudden you see, um, you know, uh, his girlfriend and daughter are in this little, like, I don't know, shack. shack. Yeah, like a piss shack, you know? And he just, you totally see him, like, come from the side, and it's just, like, his silhouette, but you know it's him, and it's just, like, creepy as fuck. Like, damn, he has them now. Yeah. So now Bond has to work with everyone again to go in there, stop stop the new bad guy, right? Save his girlfriend and his daughter and everything. Um, he's re-given 007 status. That was That was, that was cool. really cool. The, but he gets to work hand-in-hand hand with the new 007 yeah. chick. And they worked really well. She was awesome. She was awesome. I you liked know. that she, she gave back the 007. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> not to get into every second of the movie because I know we're running late and there's... If you're good, this movie came out last year, you should see it. We don't need to go through every moment yeah. of the movie. It's hard not to because it's fresh on our minds. But um, it was a so great movie. Great, great movie. Great action coming through here. You know, he's able to save his, you know, tries to save the daughter, has this great moment where he's groveling and pretending and then, you know, starts shooting stuff. The daughter gets away. Everyone's reunited. Happy, happy, joy, joy, right? Um, so he gets them on a boat and leave, and they're able to escape. And in this moment, you can kind of tell, if you watch a lot of movies, you understand kind of Hollywood yeah. tricks. 
So they have this beautiful, like, goodbye family, I'll be with you shortly. And as they're leaving on the boat, like, the sun glistens behind their heads. And you go, oh, shit. He's not going to make it out of this. Nah. Like, there's no way. Like, and you uh, know this is Daniel Craig's last Bond movie. Yeah. But um, a moment, like, to, not to go frame by frame, but a moment I have to talk about. Because we had to rewind we, it and watch it. Yeah, and we don't want to give away the ending. Yeah, yeah. People. But... Yeah, yeah, that's true. So from we'll just talk about general feelings after this moment, and we'll because yeah. past that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, that's a good call. I didn't think about that. This movie's only a year old. Um, <laughs> but so Bond is in this hallway, just what he has this. It's an incredible scene. Oh yeah, action scene. But Bond's in this hallway, and he gets shot at, and he spins a. It's it's a shot. You don't see the bad guy, right? Not the main villain. It's just a yeah. henchman. But you see Bond's back as he's walking from from right frame into the center of the screen. He gets shot at and he spins around, hip fires his pistol and kills the guy. But the hallway he's in is the cylinder hallway. And from the very beginning, anyone who's watched a Bond movie, you know, the classic Bond intro to a movie is him walking in. The camera's supposed to look like the barrel of a gun. He gets shot at. He spins around, pulls the trigger and blood comes down. It was an in-the-movie Bond moment where he spins around in that, in that cylinder hallway like a barrel and blasts the guy. And it was it was like three seconds, and they just moved past it. But it was yeah. such a poetically beautiful... I freaked the he, fuck yeah, out. Yeah, he freaked out, and I was just like... Because I was watching it, but I was so engrossed in the story and stuff yeah. that I wasn't paying attention anymore to those kind of stuff. And he was like, didn't you see that? I'm like, no, I didn't. What? What was it? And he, so he did. He had to rewind it and be like, look. And I was like, oh, shit. But yeah, I mean, the whole movie was, to me, from start to beginning, from beginning to end, it was a great movie to end it. Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. Seriously. I mean. It hit all the notes. It he had great notes. moments. Well. It ended well. And through the whole series. I mean, if yeah. let's say, you know, let's say they never make another Bond movie ever again. It would work. It, it would work. It would it work. It would work perfectly. I'd be devastated, but it would work. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, but it would be nice to see if maybe, like, the next one, they kind of do, like, Casino Royale and introduce a new one and, like, their backstory. I'd be cool. I'd be cool if they went back to the classic like, I'm Bond, Jim is Bond, and it never has to explain that's, why. That's true. It's just a new. It's just a new actor yeah, playing new, Bond, new, and new we move timeline, forward. You know, doesn't different. matter. Yeah, yeah. I would love for them to go back. Yeah, to that. that was yeah. Um, it was a great movie though. I love. So it all. before we do an all-encompassing thing, we, like we done with everyone else, we had one, two, three, four, five movies with Daniel Craig. Five movies. Okay. Favorite Daniel Craig Bond movie. In all honesty, Skyfall. Yeah. Skyfall and No Time to Die. I, exact same boat. No Time to Die hit all the notes you wanted. Yeah. Skyfall was an incredible Bond it movie. It was a movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I loved Casino Royale because it was introducing. Yeah. Quantum Solace, I really liked because of the different dynamics, but there was that one part that I still, even to this day, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I don't like Quantum of Solace it. was really good, but it, it wasn't as Bondy. Yeah. It was more just like, oh, we're Spectre, trying to be different. Spectre was really cool, but it was, I don't know why. There's nothing wrong with Spectre. Right. But compare, I don't know why. It's just Skyfall and No Time to Die just did Spectre better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they I did. I, yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So can you choose? Is there a favorite Bond? There's not because every Bond has a different quality yes. about him. Like, I love 
Sean Connery because he's more puzzly. Yeah. I do like... And classic. And classic. I like... Um, Roger Moore, Moore. Roger Moore because he's more like... He's still kind of same thing. He's more puzzly, but he's more like suave and derriere, you know, that kind derriere. of... Derriere? Derriere. <laughs> 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 ah, that's what you get. <coughs> oh my God, that's funny. You know, but yeah, he's just more... Debonair. Debonair. More derriere. Derriere. I love that. Oh. But, you know, he's just... He's more more of a charmer. Yeah. So I like him for that. And then um, that one. Timothy Dalton? <laughs> yeah, Timothy Dalton. I like him. He's just... He's got kind of like the Roger Moore and the Sean Connery kind of all mixed into one package yeah. kind of thing. And of course, I love me some Pierce Brosnan. Oh, 100%. So, and Pierce Brosnan's just the fucking shit. And I love him. So I love that. And I love Daniel Craig because same thing. It's kind of Such like... Such a great bond. Great bond. It's just, yeah, yeah. So I can't really pick... I like them all. For different reasons. For different And that's reasons. a cool thing, is they all kind of brought, have their own twist to it that you can enjoy each of them. Yeah. Even, even I got forget his name again. Let me pull it up again. But even George Lazenby, his yeah. one movie. His one movie. That was a really good movie. It tour. was a good yeah. movie, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Can you pick a favorite Bond movie? Out of all of them? Is that impossible? Kind of impossible. Okay. Can you pick, is there a top three of all of them? Top three of all of them. Okay, let's see. Probably, probably die another day. No time to die. <coughs> and probably Skyfall. Skyfall, yeah, yeah. I think Skyfall is probably my favorite. Yeah, like um, that has to be out of the top three. But I, like I said, I like them all. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think. Because, yeah, I mean, top four of You to Kill is in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Skyfall, The World is Not Enough, and probably Thunderball are probably my top three. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, like you said, everyone had their own moment. It was fantastic. Um, The one-liners were always just fun. You knew they were coming, and you loved them. And some of of them were just like, you'd eye-rolled, but it was a fun eye-roll. Yeah. And some of them were just legitly, you're like, all right. That was hilarious, yeah. you know. It was just fun, and all all the you know the watch and the explosions, yeah. and all the car chases, and Q yeah. loved Q, loved Q. Yeah, just fantastic. I I hope, like you said, if they never do another Bond movie, No Time to Die is a great bow on a long history of Bond. Yeah, movies. I mean, come on, nineteen sixty two to two thousand twenty one. Come on, I'd be heartbroken, but I'd get it. Right, but if they did keep going, I'd love it. Right, um, and you never know. I guess the the other hard question before we get out of here is if they did continue, who do you think would be a good Bond? A good Bond. Who could be Who could be the next Bond in your eyes? In my eyes, the next Bond could be. Um, but he is. He would be. He would be a good one. Yeah. I don't know his name. He would be. A good one. Oh, Henry Cavill. But he's... Henry, no, Henry Cavill's British. Yeah. Right? I could do Henry Cavill and whatever his one yeah. is. T, my boss, said that he would be a good one. Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that does a, the gatekeeper in a... Idris Elba. 
Yeah, he would be a good one. Reggae Jean Page. I'm so butchered that name. I'm so I don't, sorry. I don't think he could. I don't. I mean, he I, could I, do I, it. I, I, would, I could do him. Um, I would, honestly, I see a lot of people say this, but Tom Hardy, I think, would be awesome. I would love Tom Hardy's an incredible actor. I've never really seen anything of his, so I don't really? know. But yeah, okay, Henry. Have to watch some Tom Hardy. Yeah, stuff. Henry. Henry, I Henry would be a good one. But I swear to God, I love Tom Holland. But I swear to fucking. God, I know I love Tom. If Holland. Tom Holland is the next Bond, I quit life. Right. Like the guy. Even Tom Hiddleston. Like they're he doing. Just, they're doing that Tom thing. Tom Hiddleston where, could be a good one. No, he's Ooh, too. Luke little. Evans would be good too. Yeah, Luke Evans would be really good. Actually, Luke Evans would be really good. Yeah. Um, I know. Let's have Hugh Jackman. He's not British. He's Australian. <laughs> but um, well, guess yeah. what? <laughs> I love Tom Holland, but please, for the love of God, yeah, he's too little to be to be. Yeah, a, like a, even when he's muscly, he'd not. He's just little. Like, yeah. No, it wouldn't work. And he's in too much stuff. I yeah. don't want to see that. But yeah, yeah, I think Tom Hardy would be an incredible Bond. Yeah. But yeah, Idris Elba is a really good pick from a lot of people. I would love Idris Elba. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, right on, babe. So, experience overall positive? Oh, I love it. I'm so glad you love this journey. <laughs> I was nervous at first. I know. Especially with, like, there. you know, there's a few moments in, in Sean Connery ones, because it's old school. Yeah, you where know? it's just like, where oh. he's slapping people around a lot, and, and um, uh, you know, a lot of people, actually, I did have one question before you forget out of here. So a lot of people, a lot of people describe Sean Connery's bond as rapey. Right. And we talked about this while we were watching the movies. And I was like, did you get that vibe? And you had you had a really good answer for that. Not really. Like, I get it because, yeah, he does have a lot of sex. Yes. But. And there was that one girl in the, the shed where she was kind of like, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. But the doctor, like, the doctor yeah. lady where, yeah, he never. Yes, that part was a little rapey, but. He overall. Never, overall, no. I mean, he just was very confident and very suave. And it yeah. was just like a little bit. But if you're going to go with that kind of stuff, all of the James Bonds yeah, are a little rapey. That's, I, I think I think it's people. I 100% people think right. it's just people reaching for. Uh, right. Well, I mean, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, in, just because <coughs> it was. And I get it. Just because it was okay quote unquote back then doesn't mean that it's okay yeah 100% you know but it's like but it's a different time and so you know it's just it's it's a double-edged sword because he did slap people a lot though he did slap a lot of people I think we actually made that joke in no time to die when he was mad at his girlfriend <laughs> I think it was you who's like Sean Connery would have slapped her but yeah, <laughs> yeah. he would have slapped her just bam right across the face you know but yeah I mean yeah. I don't see it as rapey, I because yeah, yeah, he talked women into having sex with him. He didn't like right. He didn't like forcefully. Yeah. He just was like, all yeah. right. So overall, <laughs> I'm really happy we did this journey. Yes, I've loved it. The fact that we'd be Monday night and we'd text each other and we'd be like, oh my god, it's Bond night. Yeah, we were just excited. We were excited for I'm the next Bond movie. You know, yeah. and and all the fun and and all that stuff going along with it. So now we have to figure out what we're going to do next. But I know what series next. Yeah, if you have not sat down to watch all the Bond movies in order, I'd recommend it. One, they're fun movies. Like all of them are good in their own way, right? And if you're if you're a fan of cinema, watching how movies are made over time, oh, is just really fun. And how everyone's, you know, actions different, car scenes are different, 
Um, well, even the camera. I mean, <coughs> oh yeah, just no, noticing the noticing the quality or like the yeah. filters used on a camera. Yeah, and also like it's a great history. Like yeah. how people dressed in Sean Connery movies is different from how people dressed in you know uh, Roger Moore movies. It's different yeah. to how you're like watching how costumes were different. How it's it was it's a good yeah. just history lesson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, right on. I like it. Um. Usually we have a bunch of other stuff. I don't know how to how to end this one. Just James Bond is awesome. Good night. Good night. <laughs> yeah, plugs are in the notes below. I don't feel like doing them. Do you? No. Follow him on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. YouTube. I was gonna say I knew there was a third one. Instagram. Insta. Oh, fourth. TikTok. Shit. Yeah. Follow him on all of those. Where? At Elmer <laughs> Fudd Games. I'm going to so butcher it. Double M, double D. Now you got to get some more growl. Double M. Oh, double M, double, double D. D. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> it hurt my throat. It hurt. My throat's dying right now. And I don't stream, but. <coughs> you should. I'm, al- I'm always popping up. Oh, I need up. a tissue. I'm always popping up. Oh, up. I just sneeze snot all over my eye. Oh.